Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, Peter. Uh, Phoenix is not on this episode still, um, but today joining me is Renata from the 88 Miles Per Hour podcast. How are you doing, Renata? Hi, Peter. How are you? Doing good. Thank you so much for coming on to this show. Oh, I'm having a great time so far uh, getting to know him. I think we're getting to know you, uh, uh, talking about life and what's going on. And um, can't wait to start the episode and get into our movie. Yeah, we've we've known each other for um, not quite a year. I think we pro- probably met last summer. Yeah. Sounds about right. And um, basically how I found you is uh, I, me and Phoenix, we did a, a Wedding Singer episode. Um, so one night I was editing that and then I uploaded it and then I searched, um, uh, the podcast on iTunes just to see if there were any other episodes of uh, wedding singer. And I found your guys' show and, uh, I was like 88 miles per hour. I was like, what are the chances to, <laughs> two podcasts that reference back to the future? And, um, and I think you guys also had just recently released your wedding singer, uh, episode as well. So I thought that was really yes. cool. Um, now, do you want to um, kind of tell the listeners a little bit about your show and uh, th- some of the things that you guys go over on 88 miles per hour? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, well, the name, of course, uh, just it's out there. Um, it's 88 miles per hour. It's referencing back to the future of um, how far you go till you actually, you know, time travel, like how it gets to the point of time travel. And it's just basically a podcast about the love of 80s and uh, me and Sanchi found each other. We just um, really got into geeking out about our favorite movies, which happened to be in the 80s. His all-time favorite 80s movie or movie of all time is Back to the Future, and mine is The Breakfast Club. And then from there, uh, we actually uh, collided on talking about um, the movie The Monster Squad. If you never heard of it, we actually just did the episode like around our anniversary time because it's actually been a full year with our podcast. So congratulations. Um, thank you. Um it's great, you know. We've really uh worked hard on this and um we've actually gained a new co host. His name's Max. Uh you'll love him too. He's like the sweetest, uh, one of the sweetest guys. He knows a ton about the eighties as well. He's there when I'm like not around. Like, cause I have well, of course, I'm a college student, and uh, I have a ton of work I have to get into. And there's just sometimes where I can't meet the the times of when I can be on the show. So Max is just there just to, like – I'm not saying that he's my replacement, like, you know. But he was put there as a replacement, but now he's he's here there full-time when he can, and he's just great. He's an awesome guy. You'll love him. If you haven't heard him yet, go check out the show. And, uh, yes, if you love the 80s, just music, fashion – the movies that we pick out it's just it's great it's i mean check it out please you, you would really like it yeah i really enjoy the show obviously i'm a regular listener of your guys's and we interact on social media from time to time uh and and do you still do the i, I i'm a little behind though but do you still do the fashion segments when you are on uh not yet i'm actually like you know it's been a very long winter and I feel like that, like, there's only so much you could say about winter clothing. So what I'm thinking about doing, this is just like an inside scoop, is I'm still going to be doing the fashion week. Or really not, not the fashion week, but the, more the fashion talk of, like, what's uh, from the 80s, what's in now. But, like, mm-hmm. it's probably in the beginning of the season. You know, I'll do some research like I usually do. And I will let people know. And, you know, I think it's fun, too. I mean, I love going vintage. I love going retro. And um, and that's what the fashion um, industry is actually doing now. They're really bringing a lot of things back. 
uh, yeah. maybe 20 years ago. And it's nice. Um, and actually, I would have to say a good maybe 30 or 40 years ago. Like they're kind of mixing in 80s with 50s, like or like early 60s. Like it just it's all over the place. But uh, from what I'm noticing, it's a lot of vintage 80s. So. Oh, yeah. And the movie we'll be discussing today, there's all types of uh, era in fashion as well. Uh, yeah, I've been wanting to uh, have you uh, and, you know, Sanchez uh, eventually, you know, come on the show, too. And I don't know, I guess listening to the, the show, I when I invite a guest to come on, um, I in my preference, I would like to do a movie that um, I try not to choose. The, well... I don't know. I'm kind of a hypocrite because I try I try not to choose them because I, I obviously want to see what they want to do. But getting to know them a little bit, I also try to come up with some ideas that may kind of suit them. Uh, with Clueless, I think maybe maybe I think I ran it by you and saw uh, to see what you um, thought about it because you might have mentioned it in one of your guys's episodes and you oh, guys don't times. <laughs> yeah and, and you guys don't do anything outside the 80s and that's the yes, thing it's strictly 80s it means like like just going from 89 like 89 is the cutoff from 80 to 89 yeah and there are exceptions like wedding singer came out in the 90s but Absolutely. that takes place in 85 right yeah so um, like basically um we do uh movies that are also set in the 80s Mm-hmm. You know, um, even though it came out in the 90s or 2000s, like I actually I want to do the movie. Um, what is it? Uh, Take Me Home Tonight. Cause that's, oh, that's a good one. Toe for Grace. Yes. That's a good one. That's got a good soundtrack. I really like that. Oh, my God. I, I wanted to know if it was on vinyl, but I don't think they sell it because I'm a big uh, vinyl record player type of person. Like I love yeah. records and I have a record player in my house. And um I'm just a big fan of, of movie soundtracks because I have like Kill Bill Volume One and Two on soundtrack mm-hmm. because uh, uh what is his name? Uh Quinn Tarantino is just like great when it comes to his music and his movies. So I was like Kill Bill's actually one of my favorites, so but the fact that Take Me Home Tonight is not on vinyl actually disturbs me and makes me upset. <laughs> Did you check eBay too? Nothing on eBay? Um, I didn't check eBay. I mean, I don't even know if it exists. But then, like, there's just some movies. Like, I'll go, I'll walk into Urban Outfitters, which is the worst place where you can find vinyls, especially they're super expensive. But, you know, if you're a sucker like I am, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I contradict myself all the time. I'm a big hypocrite. Like, I say, like, oh, Urban Outfitters has the most expensive vinyls. But then when you finally see a vinyl that's not in, like, a used record store, you're kind of like, oh, I want that, like a super bad. Super bad is on vinyl. Yeah. Who thought? Um, Skrillex. Well, I have Skrillex um, on my on vinyl, and I got that from Hot Topic. <laughs> Such a weirdo. I like that. Uh, Speaking get- of Skrillex, this kind of goes back to uh, Back to the Future. Did you ever see that um, that video on? I think it was made by College Humor, and it's the uh, they do a parody of the Back to the Future scene at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Oh no! No, you got to check it out. Um, and maybe I'll link it too on, on the show notes. But uh, this guy who's playing Marty, and he does the whole oh, it's an oldie, uh, it's an oldie where I come from, and he t- turns around and it's uh, the turntables, and he's playing dubstep. 
and and then instead of uh, Marvin Berry, it's Skrillex uh, on on the uh, end of the stage, and everyone's like dancing to to like uh, to the dubstep music. It's it's hilarious. That is awesome. Yeah, that's, so you got to check that out if you like that music. Because yeah, I'm I'm into dubstep and all that stuff too. Oh, me too. I I try to find all different types. Like I have like Skrillex um, radio on Pandora. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I try to have like or like dubstep or something like that, but um. Yeah, but that's like my goal. Uh, overall goal is just to get Take Me Home Tonight on vinyl. I mean, I could yeah. probably get on CD, but no, no. It, it, there's something nice about having the actual record and and the the nostalgia of it, uh, which it, it's it's still like I find very interesting because um, uh, what were you born? weren't you born in like '95 or something or '93. 93 okay so yeah yeah so you're a little bit older but uh but that's still crazy to have you on a 80s podcast and for you to be so knowledgeable of that era yet you know born, being born just a few years uh into the next decade so yeah so it's really cool so you have an uh an old soul in the the, the best compliment i can the best way i can say it i guess without making it sound like uh <laughs> like um, <I'm> young <laughs> yeah so okay um the truth yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so we'll just go ahead and get into it. Um, obviously, today the movie we are uh, reviewing is Clueless. Uh, it was released in 1995. It is a rom-com uh, written and directed by Amy Heckerling. Now, are you familiar with that director at all? No. no. She also um, she also directed Fast Times at Richmond High, and oh. yeah, and she did uh, some of the uh, Look Who's Talking as well. Um, and it's it's really weird because I thought that I remembered her doing a lot more of the teenage movies, but I guess I might be mistaking her with like another director, because um, like preparing for my notes, I almost was going to compare her to like being a female uh, John Hughes, but nowhere near that because she hasn't done quite as many stuff as he has. But to kind of um, uh, compare it to Fast Times Fast Times at Richmond High, I really felt. I'm not sure if you've seen that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. But I, I felt like she really understands, you know, the youth, and uh, I, I believe that she um, did a really good job in this movie too. Um, but it stars Alicia Silverstone, Stacey Dash, Brittany Murphy, rest in peace. Um, yeah, Paul Rudd and Donald Faison. You're not gonna get all teary eyed on me, are oh, you? Oh no, no, no. I just that like Brittany Murphy is just one of my favorite actresses by all time. I don't know. She's yeah, I won't. I won't talk about her yet. But like, we'll, we'll continue. <laughs> we'll we'll get into it. But uh, yeah. like during the movie, I was like, she's kind of sounds like Renata in some of these scenes. Yeah. So yeah. Cares me to her. Every yeah. Day. Okay. Uh, so let's get it. Okay, so this movie is uh, PG-13, so here's the parental guide. Um, basically, it's PG-13 for, um, there's obviously some sex-related dialogue, uh, and there's, you know, party scenes where the uh, teen, uh, teens, is, can teen be plural? I, I don't teens. know. Teens? Teens, okay. So yeah. you can say it's teens? Okay. So uh, teens uh, are at parties, and you see them, you know, drinking and also uh, and using drugs. So that went over my head, obviously, when I was younger. Um, to date myself, when this came out in 1995, I was 12. So this came out just a few months after my 12th birthday. Um, and just to kind of uh, do something kind of, 
I don't, I don't remember exactly if you guys did something like this, but to kind of uh, take something a little bit from from your guys' show, we're going to hop in the DeLorean and go back to the past a little bit. <laughs> something that I found really, really cool. Uh, I, I've never done this before, and maybe I should because I think it's really cool. But in 95, uh, not only am I big into movies, I'm really big into music as well, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I'm sure a lot of people are. But in 95... Um, up until this movie, here were some of the um, the big hits. Okay, on bended knee. Right, boys to men, creep TLC, take a bow Madonna. That one is super underrated. Um, as big as I, I think it it was bigger than it actually was. Uh, I really like that song. But um, this is how we do it. Yes. Michael Jordan. And then Brian Adams, have you ever really loved a woman? And uh, waterfalls actually waterfalls comes out the same month. Uh, by TLC, so uh, pretty big year for for music. Those are all big classics right now, and songs you actually, aside from Madonna and Brian Adams, um, I think those other songs are still like on um, heavy rotation on like certain radio stations. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think and you're familiar I mean, with all those songs too. Yeah, I mean, you really don't hear them, hear them, but like, um, like maybe if you like, you'll catch. Maybe, well, I mean, our channels are very different. Um, like, but like, maybe like some of the rock channels or like the uh, the old no no like maybe like the one hundred and one like that plays everything. I don't know if you have B one hundred and one. No, that's probably no. you guys's. But uh, you, you know, I think Z one hundred is pretty. Um, you guys got a Z one hundred? No, I thought that like was a um, channel that plays like everything. Like it, it does. Some things, yeah, like something like that. They put yeah. a lot of like Kelly Clarkson or like you had a bad day, like you know, like just. I mean, they they really do go back. They go um early two thousands and like late nineties. Yeah, we um Portland tends to be behind as far as music goes and it's it's funny too because i think i want to say just a couple years ago one of our um, hip-hop stations they tried to promote that they were gonna uh, incorporate more of like uh some throwback songs as well and it was really cool because i uh, i remember people starting to post on facebook like oh you know this station is um playing some of the hits and they, they would uh, either post like some of the lyrics or you know just some of the songs that that were being played that they hadn't heard in a while and then like I swear to god after a few weeks it's like the same old throwback songs like you know there's a lot more songs in these can't you just go back like uh crisscrosses uh jump you know like when they first started playing that like oh yeah yeah crisscross I remember they were kind of a, a thing you know when the backwards clothes and they were kind of a big deal and then like that's that's one of the things they'd always play in soul for real yeah. You know, Candy Rain, like, oh, man, this is the jam, so for real, Candy Rain, you know, we'd start singing along, and then it's like, ugh, it's Candy Rain again. It's like, they kept just playing the same old throwbacks, so. Yeah, they need to change it up. They do, they do. I don't know, I feel, uh, like, I feel like that a lot of radio stations, like, I mean, especially people who are in charge of the radio stations are very strict, you mm-hmm. know, they're not good. I mean, I feel like these people who, like, are the hosts, they say, Oh man, like you know, like, I bet they have like a very open mind saying, like, "Let's play something we haven't played in a while." But then, like you know, the company's all like, "Well, uh, I don't know. Let's just be safe and let's just like play the same like old songs that like everyone like knows." But then, like you may have one or two that's just like 
Like I remember it was it was actually pretty crazy. Like uh Q one oh two, which is like the top twenty songs of, of like, you know, the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And or like the month. And they'll they'll put in like All American Redrecks, Dirty Little Secrets, or they'll put in the Red Jump Separatus face down and randomly and I'm like, Oh my god Like, you know, like and I get all excited and I, I like it's just nostalgia. It's just like wow, it's like finally like a good tune even though it's like considered the top 20 you know it was just great we need to do that more they they do i i wish that they did have more free range but you know i obviously have never worked at a radio station and i wouldn't be surprised if they just um kind of just sat around and took turns throwing in a bunch of music into a playlist and that's all they work off of you know and just uh hit it on shuffle or whatever they use but yeah because uh, because it's it's seldom do they ever throw in like a good jam that that you know, that, that I'm like oh man I wish they would just play this more, but it's just like with all the other songs like I, I think that and then they start playing it a lot more then you start getting like a little sick of it like all right that's a, that's enough, <laughs> um, but yeah let's start uh, go ahead and getting uh, into Clueless um, now how why is this um, movie like a big deal to you i mean because it did come out just a couple years after you i mean back to the future came out two years after i was born and i'm, I'm a big nut on that movie, <laughs> you know? but uh so what does clueless mean to you and what was your history growing up with it oh well clueless um it plays a really big part um i feel like in my life because it was one of the first movies that i've ever got to really love and know and uh, it was just, it, it fitted me. Like, um, I remember I was like four or five years old and I started singing, I want to be a supermodel. Like, you know, like, I don't know, like it would just be on, like my mom and my aunt, would they would just have it on and I would watch it. And I loved it. I loved how girly the characters were. And I, and that was the stage where like, you know, you want to like play dress up and you want to like mm-hmm. put your hair in like pigtails or like, you know, just, just be really girly as a girl I'm talking about. And, right. um, it just it was really it was it, it, overall just a great movie it it relates to i feel like high school it's funny and um the characters are just very like you could just you can love every one of them there's not just one that you like and um it brings it just brings me back to the 90s and i felt the 90s were such a great era for me mm-hmm. even though like I'm technically a 90s baby, technically like early 2000s because of how like I grew up, grown up. But I feel like the 90s, they were just the best shows. And I grew up watching them and I live my life by some of the lines <laughs> or like mm-hmm. I see some of the lines uh, in the movies and the TV shows. And it just it brings me back to a happy time. And every yeah. time I watch that, it's just, oh, I remember when you know, I was like, and I do remember when I was like four or five years old. It's kind of weird or six, you know, I remember mm-hmm. Singing that song, I remember for my fifth birthday, I dressed like Cher. Like it, I had like the plaid skirt and like the plaid jacket. If I could find that picture, I'll show you. But like that was like my fifth uh, birthday outfit. I wanted nice. to look like Cher. And- yeah. So it had a lot of big impact and kind of um, was just um, very in- inspirational in your life and things like that. I find that yeah, you know, when we're young, we watch something that we. Um, not really can relate to, but are very fascinated by. And like you said, you know, uh, living by quotes and things like that. Um, I don't know about you. I mean, I don't think you'd agree with this because you're a girl. But like for me growing up, 
um, a couple of the guys that I I wouldn't say idolize, but I kind of you know how a lot of people want to be a certain somebody on TV. Yeah. For me, it was Zach Morris and Will Smith, you know, on, on a Fresh <laughs> Prince. And uh, growing up, my mom always, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm her, I'm her oldest, obviously. And wait, wait, I'm also, uh, what, what year were you born? I was born in 83. Okay. Um, so I, so uh, Saved by the Bell was probably one of the earlier sitcoms that I kind of grew up watching. And the Zach character was just, he was just cool. You know, uh, who who didn't want to be with Katie Kapowski, you know? And, uh, you know, and just the rival between him and Slater, it's all fun. And I think um, Zach, despite him being the, uh, you know, kind of the, um, what's the word? He's kind of the, the troublemaker and all that stuff. Despite all of that, he's still kind of almost an everyday man because he's not the jock, right? Slater was the one that was in wrestling and football and, uh, you know, dancing to a certain extent and zach didn't really quite have anything except for like the the skill of manipulation you know and and yeah. uh and plotting and ploying and and, and all of these things so that that was kind of a a cool thing too uh, for me growing up but uh with fresh prince for me that kind of added the more uh urban flavor i i believe to my life uh and you know, like the the way he would wear his clothes, that also impacted on how I kind of grew up. I grew up on TV. I didn't do a whole lot of growing up with my parents. Um, I I sat in front of the the, the TV m- most of my life growing that up. That's me. Yeah. I mean, like my parents played a huge influence, but I feel like that. I feel like just TV alone just inspired a lot of people just to be who they are. And it's it's um, it was either that or I'm out in the street with the the bad kids, you know, because we uh, we uh, growing up, you know, in Portland's not known to be like a really bad city or anything like that. But just like any city, there are bad parts of the town. And uh, when I was growing up, I did live next door to you know a quote unquote gangbanger, and um, you know he was also Asian, and so I'd hang out with him because you know he's Asian, and he's, he's my next door neighbor. <laughs> um, but I, I I I think that I watched enough shows to kind of know uh, right and wrong, and kind of be um, um, you know I wouldn't succumb to the bad influences from from the bad kids and, and their poor choice making. Another show I grew up watching was Quantum Leap. I don't know if you watched that show. No, I never did. Are you kidding me? Oh I my god! Quantum Leap. You 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 got to check that out. It's on Netflix. Uh, I think I think you would really uh, enjoy it. Uh, I'm all friend, uh, I'm also friends with the um, uh, this couple who uh, podcast on on the show too. They do a really good job. But you got to check that out. But every, right. every episode, do you know the concept of the show? No. Okay, so uh, Dr. Sam Beckett is a quantum physicist. And uh, it takes place in oh, at that time. It was in the near future, and he uh, creates uh, this uh, project that enables him to leap back in time into other people. So we, as the viewers, we see him, but to everyone else, they see who he leaps into, and then their aura goes into his body in the future. Oh, so that's every, cool. Yeah. So every episode, he's a new person. Uh, he has a guide from the future who is his friend that tells him why he's there. So every episode, he has a mission to right wrongs, you know. And uh, this show, um, yeah, I don't want to get into spoilers because you haven't seen it. And it sounds like you, you may be interested, but there's things where they kind of play with history a little bit, where they change um, 
they changed their history to make it reflect ours. And we're like, oh, cool. So in an alternate universe, that's what happened to them. And he went there to correct it. So that way it would play out in our own timeline. You know, so he yeah. saves lives and, you know, and then they all obviously have episodes where it's not based on real life um, uh, history. So it's really cool. I think you would really like it. And, um, you know, he's leaped into women, you know, so that's, that's fun <laughs> that to watch him. Yeah. So he's uh, worn women's clothing. Um, there's an episode where uh, he's in the bathroom and he runs into this uh, uh, little uh, Afro African-American boy and they start doing like these Michael Jackson type dances. And then this other kid walks in. He's like, come on, Michael, it's our turn. So there's things like that. There's little nods to like the, the, the future. So uh, he, he was having a dance off with Michael Jackson in the bathroom. So there's things like that. So if you enjoy time traveling, it's it's uh, definitely a really really good show. Uh, oh yeah. Watching. Oh yeah, I'm definitely um, check that out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what what are we talking about again? We're talking about Clueless. Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So so Cher is our main character. Uh, I I actually didn't even read the summary. Um, it's funny because I was making a point to try to find one before our recording. But um, Cher is our main character, who's uh, best friends with, with Dion. And uh, if no one's picked it up before, they're both named after uh, singers, which I think she actually mentions too. So Cher, that's the obvious one, and Dion was named after Dion Warwick. Uh, so they're kind of our one and two of the movie, and it's. Um... I actually have the quote. I actually, well, speaking of clueless, I do have a clueless calendar. Oh on wow! My wall. So since it's March, they actually like talk about D and they talk about Cher. So the quote is. Uh, Deanna and I were both named after great singers of the past who now do infomercials. She's my friend. Well, she's my friend because we both know what it's like to have people be jealous of us. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And so, so it's open to that very one right now. Yeah. Did you have to flip to it? Oh no, no, it's it's actually on my wall. I had to look over. It's, uh-huh. it's it's a picture of Dion. Well, the main picture is Dion and Cher washing Ty's hair after they get all that red uh-huh. uh, dye out. Right. And, um, there's just like all like little quotes that like that reference to the main uh, portrait of, uh-huh. of March. So um, yeah, so that was one of oh, the. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's very neat. That that that, that happens to be right there too. Yeah. Um. So. So those are our uh, basically our yeah again our our one and two uh, tie will meet a little bit later and this uh, story is uh, what loosely based on the Jane Austen book Emma and um, and basically share she uh, they go to Beverly Hills High right and yeah. so they come from money and they uh, obviously are very wealthy um, the the story is about um, Cher kind of taking this new girl under her wings and helping her to become popular. Um, I, I think that that's pretty much the the gist of the story. Uh, yeah. But the opening um, the opening scene, uh, Cher talks in in uh, in narrative a lot, and uh, which is fine. I I, I actually I like that. Yeah, I I really enjoy the the beginning scene because she's getting ready for school and she's on her computer and she's kind of going through this thing where, you know, it's a picture of her and she's pushing buttons to um kind of uh swap between her her clothing. And I don't know if you noticed it, but she was touching the screen, so like her computer's touch screen. Yeah, it, like I noticed that. Like cuz touch screens didn't really come or Wait, what? Oh, yeah. I was just thinking, but maybe then, no. I was just thinking maybe it was the arrows that she was hitting on the keyboard, but, like. 
Yeah, it was it was actually on the screen, and you know, I was like, no, nah, I don't think touchscreen came yet, but I think that is,、um, you know, obviously is supposed to tell the、uh, the viewers how rich they really are that they have this. Yeah. Yeah. So,、uh, so that was kind of fun to see.、Uh, her dad is a lawyer.、Uh, do you know the、uh, the actor from anything else? Her dad. I know what movies he was in. I don't know his. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. In- Go ahead. Oh, uh, uh, just name a couple. Barry,、um, uh-huh. uh, the Adams Family. Right, that's where I know him from, and I think he played、uh, Richard Nixon in the movie Dick. Okay. You don't know that one? Okay, <laughs> Michelle Williams and、uh, Kirsten Dunst, I think, was in that one.、Uh, but he is a、um, uh, uh, he's a lawyer, and he's really he's got this. Would you call it like a?、Uh, is he is he、uh, like a New Yorker? Is that the type of Uh, character he's playing, because、um, he's got like a, more of a like a、uh, East Coast accent, right? Because I know they're in California. Or maybe he's. Well, I mean, there, there's there a lot of Italians or very or like I wouldn't say shares Italian or Jewish. Is there a lot of Jewish people?、Uh, I, I know her last name's like Harowitz,、um, which is I think like the same last name as Howard Harowitz、uh, in a, a Big Bang Theory. But、uh, it, it's yeah. I, yeah, I think, sure. I think she's Jewish. I think she is, and、um, just because、uh, the, the reason I was getting into like her dad, to, you know, to kind of a paint a, a picture, it just seems like his、uh, personality is kind of East Coast-ish, you know, kind of kind of abrasive.、Yeah. But that could also be that he's you know him being a lawyer. But I think this is super hilarious because they got this maid named Lucy who's just extremely scared of him. Yeah. So <laughs> early on. <laughs> I I don't know what he was asking her, but she was obviously trying to avoid him, and she went as far as to like to go hide in the kitchen, and you see her like half of her body hiding like behind a cupboard too when him and Cher are talking. Oh、um, yeah, I love that. I like I love when like、uh, Cher is like narrating her about her father, and he's walking down the steps, and she has the thing closed, and he goes, "Whoa!" <laughs> she goes like the opposite <laughs> way, like into the other room. Yeah. Like because he's just terrifying. He's a terrifying man, but sure, just like I, and I love how they show like you know, like even though he's this big like tough like scary lawyer, like when he's with Cher, like he's of the father, but he's also like the caring father who like you want to like understand and know and like have like a heart for like you know towards、right. the end of the movie. So yeah, and I I kind of wondered myself like if you're so. Fearful of this man, why do you continue to work for him? Because I mean, yeah, the money is probably really good, huh? He pays good. Oh yeah, but but they live in Beverly Hills. I mean, I'm sure she can find someone else to go work for that she can actually enjoy, even if it's like a slight pay cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. It, it it is funny though. But you, you got to think like, why does she put up with it? I I actually wish there were more scenes, but she's got another one coming up later on that that I thought was really funny too. Um, we get to、uh, meet Dion and Murray.、Uh, Dion again is、uh, Cher's best friend.、Uh, you know, she's even got a nose ring, which is still like、uh, like a fad now. You know, the girls they still、uh, have like the one loop on on one nostril.、Um, did you know that the actresses、uh, Stacy Dash and Lisa Silverstone are like almost ten years apart? Are you serious? Yeah. So I guess Stacy Dash was like twenty eight or twenty seven, twenty eight when this movie was being filmed, which is crazy because、um, uh, Brittany Murphy and Lisa Silverstone are both in their late teens, so they were both about that age to to be in the movie.、Uh, granted, they were a couple years older than the characters, but that's still closer in age. So I, I just thought that was weird looking it up. 
Is was yeah. Paul Rudd young too, or is Paul Rudd around? Uh, Paul, well, Paul, uh, his character is in college, so I think he was like twenty-five at the time, uh, which is probably still a little bit older than what he was supposed to be. I want to say maybe he was supposed to be like around twenty-two. Yeah. Uh, but his character is supposed to be slightly older, um, and then I think everybody else, like uh, Elton and Murray, I think uh, the actors themselves were like twenty. Um, so, so that's still pretty close. But I was just like, Stacey Dash was twenty eight. Like, really, you couldn't get another black actress to play. I mean, a little bit younger, but she but looks she good. She act. looks young. But yeah, she, yeah. She, she's the true Diddy. The young. You, you know, I, I I read somewhere, um, uh, Leah Remini. Uh, is that how you say her name? Do you know who I'm talking about? Is that the girl who played uh, Amber? No, no, she she played Stacy Carosi on uh, Say by the Bell, but she's also she was in King, Kings of Queens, the the wife. Oh, her? Yeah, she she auditioned for um Dion. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I I was kind of thinking about it and you know, like race is whatever, it's not a big deal, but I she would have been completely different and I don't know if she would have been as cool as as Dion, like Dion's kind of cool, you know, like kind of laid back yeah. a little bit, and just like Leah Remini, like uh, a lot of her characters have been a little bit more like a little more sass, you know, and I don't know if that would have worked well. Because um, Dion kind of just like she, she, I, mean, I don't want to get like all racist, but she has like that white girl attitude. But then again, she brings in that like her true flair of you know like being. Dion, you know, and like with her heritage and everything, like especially when she's taught, like she talks one way with Cher, and then like yeah. she talks another way with Murray, you know, like right. she has like that switch. So that's what I like about her. Like she can turn on the switch, turn on, on the switch. And you could say that maybe Murray even brings it out in her because of, like the way the way they talk to each other. Like he comes up to her, and he's like, "Hey, woman, you know, let me get a, let me get a five, you know, yeah. like." It, it, it's it, that that could be it too. So you know, um, Murray's got a little street in him too, and I think he probably brings it out in her a little bit, you know, because because yeah. uh, you got to think like Dion. Yeah, she comes from money, but what about her parents? Maybe they didn't come from money, and it could be like the um, uh, for example, let's let's go back to uh, uh, Fresh Prince, you know, where Aunt Viv, you know, and Uncle Phil, they didn't come from money their whole life. We saw flashbacks of when they were younger, where they they uh, lived Nothing. in Philly. Huh? They came from nothing. Exactly. You you know, and they started from the bottom. Now they're here, right? <laughs> so, so that's that. I I feel like that's um that's why you get uh that's why Dion is the way she is. You know, um like her parents were probably like that, and then, you know, maybe they have a little attitude here and there. And, and when I say attitude, I don't mean like a bad attitude, but just that little um you know that that back personality of of them growing up like. It goes on to Dion too, but then the upbringing is still kind of like Beverly Hills, and then like being around Murray is kind of like being around her parents, and it brings it out in her. Yeah, you know, Leah Remini, her being, uh, you know, Italian, you wouldn't get that at all. So it would just be different, and she would, you know, play like a completely different character. So I, I, I like um, having Stacey Dash on here, and to be honest, this is all I really know her from. I know she's been in other movies that I don't really care for, unfortunately. Yeah, um, but we all know her as Dion. Like that's yeah. crazy. Like that's like her like her main popular role that she was ever probably in. Yeah, and that's kind of unfortunate, like a one and done kind of thing. Um, we get to see her in debate class, um, and uh, her teacher is Mr. Hall, who's played by Wallace Shawn, who's obviously the uh, Sicilian criminal from Princess Bride. Yeah. 
And I like this scene because uh, I think he's talking at this point, and then you see the entire class, and like nobody's paying attention at all whatsoever. Yeah, one one girl is like scratch her nose with like the antenna of like the phone, like, <laughs> you know, and who's like doing their nails, who's like you know talking, and yeah, um, yeah. And I think Elton was like going through his CD collection, and like he there's like a split second where he kind of looks up, like wondering where his CD is. Um, but the girl with the bandage, you knew what that was about, right? Yeah, she had a nose job. Yeah, I didn't know that as a kid. Yeah, I just thought you it was some... like you got hit or something. Yeah, I thought it was a girl with a broken nose. So, um, and and it totally makes sense because it's so funny. Because like later on, I, I I forgot what scene, um, but there was like a bunch of girls too with like the bandages on their nose. So like a lot of these girls had like their nose done, and and the, the clues are all over there too. Because I think Amber mentions later on in gym class too. Uh, about like having uh, having her nose did, um, yeah. so that that's really funny. It, it's it's been a long time since I've seen this. So um, you know, growing back, uh, growing back, going back with uh, basically a, a new set of fresh eyes. It's just kind of like I'm I'm starting to pick up things like wow, this is a lot more brilliant than I remember. Because yeah. again, you got to remember, I was 12 years old when this came out, and it being a rom com and your main protagonist is a female. Is not something that resonated with me, but I did enjoy it in my early teens. Oh, and yeah. as, I got, as I got older, I just obviously I started branching out into other genres and things like that. So I always knew this was a good movie. I, I own it. You know, I watched it on DVD. Um, so I, I knew it was good, but I hadn't gone back and watched it in a, in a while. And that's the weird thing about me. Like, I will I will visit the... Um, uh, Gosh, the name escapes me right now, but we got this uh, like a CD exchange store and, you know, you can take your old movies, uh, trade them in for credit to get other movies there. But there's it's like a big old library of old DVDs. Yes. And I'll just, you know, walk around and I'll be like clueless for four bucks. I was like, that's not bad. You know, you can look at the uh, the quality uh, condition of it prior to buying it, too. So I I do that a lot when I'm, you know, um, look for the old old gems that are extremely cheap. Yeah, that, I mean, that's awesome. I I mean, we're kind of like the same thing. Like, um, I feel like uh, Portland is kind of like South Philly because South Philly, South Philadelphia, I say South Philly. Uh, South Philly really um, changed over the last 10 years. I really have gotten Hipsterville as well. Uh-huh. Um, just a lot of like new craft stores, like, you know, local people like bringing in like knitted hats or like cute little greeting cards or just like uh, like little markets that just like sell organic stuff or mm-hmm. um, like uh, used record store, which is right around the corner. Like this, this uh, row, it's called um, – East Pashong Avenue Row and has mm. all these top restaurants like like awesome cute little stores a used record store which I'm in love with um it's right around the corner for me so yeah it it, it really has gotten uh different in the last like 10 years which I actually don't mind it and the it- old Italian folk like because I'm around a lot of Italians in my neighborhood they don't mm. seem to mind it they actually like it so it's good that we welcome them in so yeah, well, it, it it's better than probably back in the like mid to late '80s when it was it looked like it was gonna go really bad with all the violence, you know, and the the whole gang banging uh, scene, you know. So I don't know if that was still kind of around while you were growing up. Oh, I hated it. Like the early 2000s, like up from 2000 to like 2005 or six, I was just like grossed out with the error. I was just like, yeah. oh, I was like the clothing, the music. I mean, the music was okay. It was kind of okay, but 
it was just it was just the style and the way people thought they had to be gangster to like right. live and i'm just like <sighs> and you're you're absolutely right i mean it, it it was a phase unfortunately there's there's still gangs around obviously and i, and I don't think that's ever going to change but uh there was definitely that that phase and and kind of an era be, because i think also the influence of music people were like that and you know violence was uh, I wouldn't say higher back then, but it just seemed like it was a little bit more. Um, oh, it's an everyday thing. Oh, instead of yeah. saying, hey, let's go get coffee and read a book. Oh, let's just like go rob a bank or something, or let's go rob a convenience store. Like that sounds. Yeah. Because like, music says it's pretty good to do on your day well, off. <laughs> I mean, like like I said, I, I lived next door to a gangbanger, and um, one Fourth of July, there was a drive-by next door, you know, at his wow. house, and and um. And it was Fourth of July, so I heard all these loud bangs, and I swear I thought it was like firecrackers. So I w- ran to my window to go check it out, and I saw a car with people hanging out of it, and like I ducked. And um, one of the rounds actually came through my window. It didn't shatter anything because I had the window open, so it just came just right. And if I didn't hit the ground as soon as I did, who knows what would have happened? But um, the round got stuck in my wall. So the trajectory, I was like really close to it, and it was like one of those things where like everything was slow mo. So I definitely had to phase myself, and again, you know, I I was very fortunate to kind of uh, make better decisions and and know right from wrong. Though I hung out with them, I I knew if it was something bad, I would not partake or or go out and you know with them and things like that. I even dressed the part too. So I I had the the baggy pants, you know, I was flamed up, as they said, you know, uh, I hung around with a lot of guys that wore a lot of red, Um, never rocked the bandana. Uh, I did have the uh, I did have the colored uh, belts, you know, with with my my first initial on on the um, buckle (laughs) and I would have the belt hanging down slightly. Oh, God. So that was me. Um, I, I definitely had that, too. So. Uh, I feel bad. I even feel bad for all of our generations. Like I'm not like, but Rockaware needs to go. It needs to burn. Like Rockaware. Yeah. Like I can't. Like I like I I say it and I'm just like, like I just I can't. Or like fat. P H A T. What? Like, oh. Like I can't. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad like Phoenix isn't. Um, he's a really good kid, and I, I don't know if you've seen, like, uh, any, any pictures of him on, like, Instagram or even my personal Facebook page, yeah. but he, he's got some swag, you know, you know he he, he's a yeah, he's he's got, stylish young man. He he rocks J's, he's got the fitted cap, you know, and um, it's really cool, too, because he wears glasses, and uh, I got LASIK surgery. Glasses is really big in the family, you know, everyone wears them, and he um, prefers like the the hipster type frame, you know. They're a little bit bigger, okay, and love so yeah. And I was really like, okay, so he he is not that type of kid to be like, well, I you know, if all possible, I want to avoid my glasses. You know, he was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear the ones that yeah stand out the most. You know, so it's really cool. I I really dig his style, and I wish I had something like that when I was younger. Because I'll be honest, he's almost 15. At that age, my pants were so like around the waist were so huge um i had to cuff the bottom of my pants i was wearing lugs uh and my shirts were just extremely big i i go back and i'm so embarrassed and i'm so glad he was such a happy kid growing up too because like uh, in every picture he smiles and he's got a great <laughs> smile too and he just got oh. his braces removed but um uh i've found some really old pictures of me like when i was close to his age and they're all you know like mugging pictures like I, i'm got the straight stare you know yeah, slightly up 
it's super embarrassing. I'm like, well, this is nothing I want to be keeping around to show people. You know, it's it's fun for TV. Oh, do you remember when like you have to like put up the peace sign and like you know, <laughs> like a sideways piece? Oh, I hated it. I was that's, like, why? You know, that's a little bit more uh, more uh, more current, I would think. But uh, I think that's when. Different. It still kind of is like because like my daughter who's almost thirteen she does the sideways piece sometimes, um, but I, I mean I think that's more funny. But like people legit thought like yeah <laughs> like I think at that time back in you know to uh, to go back to clueless, clueless in the early uh, or early the mid nineties the hard poses were more like the. Uh, you know, kind of like this. I, I know listeners can't see what I'm doing, but it's kind of like you got your hands up high, and and it, it's almost like you know, you're forming a fist with your uh, two hands, one fist with two hands. Uh, I don't know. It's almost something like like a like a martial artist would do prior to bowing. But but you just, I, I guess I call it like the bone thugs pose because most of them did it, you know, in in their uh, pictures. So I don't know. That that was more of the pose back then. Not so much peace signs. Maybe middle fingers. Oh <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, middle fingers. Well, I mean, middle fingers are probably like more like teenagers, but like I guess for like yeah. grade school, like or like they would do. Um, I no one knows what I'm what, doing. But, the like, Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah. The, the diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> Throw your diamonds in the air. Yeah. Yeah, that. Oh my God, there was just so many like, I I don't know. Like I'm so happy like the hipster like, like hippie era is going on right now because I just love it. It's a little bit more grounded. You yes, know, it's, thank it's a little you. Bit more, it's it's more muted. You know, it's not so out there. Um, but I, I know every, everybody's got opinions of hipsters, whether it's good or bad. And some people, they're just like, oh, they're they're no different than hippies, except for maybe they're cleaner. You know, like they they have all these opinions about it. But it's um, hipster. It's not it's not even really a look. I mean, it's also like a, a type of lifestyle. You know, you, you mentioned like eating organic and vegan, you know, uh, things like that. It's just it, it's a lifestyle and it's, you know, people's opinions. So um, I mean, I could say I'm I'm sort of a hipster. I mean. Like, besides, like, the typical, like, stereotype, like, owning a record player or, like, you know, wearing, like, I don't wear glasses, but, like, uh, I bought a, a vintage, like, from that 70s show type of chair in my room. You really can't say it, but um, it's, like, right to the side of me. I have a hamburger phone. <laughs> That's well, awesome. <laughs> I, like, yeah, like, I have, like, I have a Polaroid, like, I mean, but other than that, like, I like eating uh healthy i like organic i mean not saying organic is healthy but it's just like the natural thing like you know no matter how fat it is it's the natural fat but i love it yeah now your hamburger phone does it come with apps or anything like that (laughs) all right all right corny joke all right we'll we'll move on from that (laughs) um Yeah. Uh, did we finish up at school? Oh yeah, there's just one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, like during Cher's debate, she—I don't know if you caught this—but uh, the word Haitians, she pronounced them as Haitians. Does she? She does. Uh, yeah, and I read that uh, Alicia Silverstone actually pronounced it that way, and the director thought it was so funny that they kept it in there. Yeah. Uh, and that—that that makes sense, you know, um, if because. Haitians. I think the first time I've heard of Haitians was in. See, and this this kind of shows my uh, naivete, but it's uh, probably when. Oh God, I hope it wasn't when Bad Boys Two came out because I was like oh three, so I I was like twenty years old when I first heard of uh, Haitians. Um, because I don't know Haitians, and I mean, I don't want to 
talk too much about it because I don't know about it, so I don't want to sound like an idiot. But I always kind of uh, thought they were kind of like Jamaicans as well. And I thought Jamaicans was more like a blanket um, category to, to call them. And so I know Haitians is more a, a specific type of uh, a group of people ethnicity-wise. But uh, yeah, but Cher, uh, obviously not knowing about that side of town because she's on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah she pronounces as uh, Hadians. So you should go back and check she's it. She's like there, and then she just like takes her gum out and puts it on her finger, and she's like, "Okay, <laughs> right?" Like she just like, and she goes, "Oh," and, and then like she compares like her dad's like you know fiftieth uh, birthday like to um like like a catering where she's like, "Well, people came," and then like people like did an RSVP, which I was like totally bugging, <laughs> like, and then she was just and then, like uh, Mr. Hall was like looking at her like, "What is she talking about? Like this is not like what's." I was just comparing to anything. Yeah, no, it's super hilarious. I, I really like it, too, because it, it's so funny that, uh, again, like, nobody's really paying attention. So I, I guess if no one makes, like, a, a bad remark, then, then they do okay as far as that class goes. Uh, and this, um, what follows after this, I feel still happens, except for that, um, okay, so she goes into the hallway. You know, it's it's passing time between classes, and, um, I guess she got a C in debate class, so she was calling Dion to tell her about it. And they, they start walking next to each other, and they're both on the phones. But I can totally see, like, if if it were to be like remade now, like what they would do is they would be texting each other, and and then maybe like they they catch up each, uh, to each other in the hallway. And she's like, "Oh, I just sent you uh, a text," and Dion will pull up her phone, and be like, "Oh, you got a C in class." Yeah. Damn, <laughs> you know, something like that. Like, yeah, it would actually be going on. Like, can you imagine, like, Clueless, like, with today's technology? Like, can you imagine? Like, I, th- I mean, I don't think they should redo it. I just think they should do, like, like a funny spoof of, like, Clueless. But, like, what um, what Clueless would be like now with, like, yeah. the laptop, the phone, you know? Like um, like how they did the Brady Bunch movies where it was, like, a spoof on, on the TV show. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, yeah so I love that they, movie. Yeah, so the um, the family's still living like the '70s lifestyle, and they're in the '90s. And I, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a director prior to like me taking acting classes, which, you know, that's another story within itself. I, I wanted to do directing, then I wanted to do, become a teacher, then I wanted to get into acting, and then um, after high school, I actually did start taking some acting classes in Portland and in Seattle. And then I was in the army as well, and then I got activated, and I, I had to go to active duty. So that kind of like put a stop on my acting career, or at least the start of it. And then it just it never took off because it, it was it was always military from then on, mm-hmm. um, which sucked. But oh damn, I lost my train of thought. What were we, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we were talking about um, just the whole idea of like remakes. Yeah, remakes. remakes. Okay, uh, so. Had I been a director, one thing I would want to do or would like to do is take the entire Friends TV show and do what they did with the Brady Bunch movie. I I would make a movie on Friends, and they would still be living in the 90s, but in the 2000s. So they haven't changed, but they're in the the new millennia, right? So I I think that would be really fun to to see how they would interact with people now, uh, just how they were. So it was one of my favorite shows. I I also think that like yeah like I think like that anything like like a gap like of like a generation gap and putting like a movie or, or or you could do like something in the future and bring it to the 90s or like bring it to like I don't know but that would that would that be weird or like that would be like sort of like we're, we're what's going on or like you know or 
I don't know. But I would think that the friends idea would work out perfectly. Yeah, and it's um, because, well, and not too much has changed, but it's really like the style and, and the attitude and the comedy. It's just, it, I, I always enjoy like the fish out of water um, uh, storyline. Um, but Cher, she comes home and uh, we see a painting of her mom on the wall. And uh, apparently she, she died when Cher was uh, younger, you know, during some kind of routine liposuction. So even her mom uh, had some work done, apparently. And uh, she sh shows her her report card. And then we meet Josh, who is a former stepbrother. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think like five years ago. Um, oh, yeah. My dad and his mom, yeah, were married. Uh, but no longer married, and uh, he's in college. But I guess he's still kind of around because he has a pretty good relationship with um, uh, Cher's dad, Mel. Um, and then they talk about her report card a little bit right now. And uh, th I think this is when they're having lunch or dinner. And then um, her dad asks, how's her report card? She's like, oh, it's not ready yet. He goes, not ready yet? Like, what do you mean not ready? Well, he's just low ball on me, daddy. So Right. <laughs> So that's hilarious. So she basically uh, intends to like talk to her teachers into like raising the grades, and um, apparently she does it every semester because like Josh, you know, uh, asked her something about it. Uh, we get a quick montage of her talking to a couple of the teachers, but uh, Mr. Hall is the only one that wouldn't change her grade, uh, and she thinks maybe like if she set him up with someone that it will make him happier, and then with that, it maybe he'll be easier on the students and the grades would change. Now, um, the gym teacher, Mrs. Stoger, I think it is. Did, yeah. did you know who that was? No. Like, like actor, um, actress-wise, no. Yeah, that's uh, Julie Brown. She was also um, in uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. Did you ever watch that? No. Oh my god! You're like, don't do this. Don't ask me about movies because I might not. Well, the, the, it just might be dating myself. I mean, um, Julie Brown. I mean, she was also like, I think she was also on MTV and stuff. But she's she's written, directed. But I won't go into much if you if you don't know who she is. But I didn't know that was Julie Brown. Um, and I just recently did an episode of uh, Police Academy where she had like a really small role in there too. So if you don't know who she is, obviously she didn't yeah. really stand out. Um, see, we go back to the, the debate class, and I really like this, too, because Mr. Hall, he's going over everyone's tardies, and, you know, of course, the Asian girl, you know, has, like, zero tardies, uh, and, and Travis, who's played by, uh, Brecken Meyer, yeah. uh, you know, who was also in, like, uh, Road Trip, and, oh, and I love um, him. he's in, he's in that one show now with Zach Morris, right? Uh, uh yeah, uh, Franklin and Bash. Yeah, yeah. So that's who uh, Travis is, and uh, he's pretty proud of himself. He's got thirty-eight tardies. Yeah, and this is unexpected. I mean, like, um, <laughs> I was to thank uh, the McDonald's for making those tiny egg McMuffins. For that, I will never be. For that, I will always be always be tardy. <laughs> like something like that. He is so hilarious because, like, his body language, he goes up to Mr. Hall's podium. Mr. Hall's standing there looking at him like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> he's like, he's like, the F are you doing? And he's kind of, like, leaning over the podium a little bit, like, really um, kind of bashful. Like, oh, my God, thank you so much, <laughs> you know? So I thought that was a really good scene for him. Um, and then... Also, shortly after, uh, Cher kind of implants the, the little Inception heist uh, with Miss Geist because uh, she was kind of trying to figure out who she could set up Mr. Hall with. And um, so she goes to uh, 
Actually, no, it's Mr. Hall that she goes to. I don't know. She says it right there, right from her seat. She's like, thank and, you, Mr. Hall. Miss Skyce was right about you. And he's like, you yeah. know, you're the one that has any intelligence around here. And then, like, she looks up and then he smiles. And then, like, uh, but, like, like, but first, like, they actually do, like, the montage of, like, in the cafeteria. And then, like, you know, looking around to find the best, like, miss, like mm-hmm. the best girl teacher. But I love how, like, it stops and he goes, oh, Snickers. <laughs> like, there's, like, a Snickers <laughs> thing on the table. And I was like, oh, my God. Sure. Yeah, and she kind of does that again later on when she's walking around and kind of uh, sees a dress in the window. So it, it's really funny. It's kind of like a, you know, when you, when people make fun um, make fun of their dogs and be like squirrel, you know, and the dog will like yeah. chase after like a squirrel that's not even there. So um, that kind of shows how like uh, Cher is easily distracted, and it, it's a funny character trait of hers. Um, the next scene, her and Josh, uh, they're um, oh, I guess I, I forgot to mention that uh, she got a ticket. So she is not able to drive unless she has somebody in the car that also has a driver's license. And uh, I'm not sure if this was kind of around the same time when her dad was uh, mentioning that uh, two uh, driver's permit does not equal a driver's license. It was. She's talking about her and Dion. Yeah, he okay. was like, two tickets, two tickets does not equal a license. No, or he's like, Sherry, get in here. What is this? Oh, oh, notice. I don't remember getting the first. The ticket is the first <laughs> notice. I know you're going to go out with. Well, he's kind of stupid there. Like, you know, he's a lawyer. He should know about this. He's like, I didn't know you can go driving around without a license or something like that. He's like, or like get tickets without a license or something. Well, you, you know, he's not, he, he doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't deal with like uh, like traffic laws and things like that. Cause he just is a grown up. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But I mean, it, it seems like his big. I mean, he's like in the middle of like a really big lawsuit, and I'm sure you know traffic infractions is you know it's the least of his worries. So you know maybe he's just a little just didn't think about it because he's kind of wrapped up in this other thing. But I see I see I see where you're going yeah. uh, because you're right. He, he's a grown up. He he should know a little bit more. But now. Because he's a grown up, I mean, do you think grown grown up drivers are like the safest drivers on the street? I mean, don't you swerve usually and look over and it's like some old person driving next to you? Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Like one of my friends one time, this is like years ago too, they go, you know what? Once you hit 50, you should take a driver's test like every two years. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, because you're kind of right. Because usually the, the older folks, they, they're taking the longest to turn. The light turns green and they're still parked. You know, all these things. It's usually one of two things, a really old person or an Asian person. So I'll totally own that. I know Asians are really bad drivers. Oh, uh, and you, you, could, you could thank Fast and the Furious today. Everyone thinks they're either a racer or they're just terrible at driving. Um, I'll be the first to admit. Um uh, Sharon Josh, they're in the Jeep, and she's driving, and isn't this where he kind of uh, says, hey, James Bond, here in America, we drive on the right side? Oh, I am. You try driving in platform. <laughs> and then he's like, we might get, like, Marky Mark to plant a celebrity tree. She's like, oh, how fabulous. Getting Mark might take time from his busy pants, like, dropping schedule. And kids today probably wouldn't know what that meant. Like, you know, right. like, or like they would, they would know that Marky Mark is Mark Wahlberg and like, right. you know, what he started off doing Calvin Klein commercials and for underwear, like, you know, so. And not only that, um, I remember certain performances. Um, the one that comes to mind where I, I, I watched was, uh, you probably don't remember the MTV's, um, I think it's called like the MTV's rock and jock where it was like a c- celebrity basketball, basically. And um, they would have celebrities, you know, come in. They'll play basketball, amongst other sports as well. But I remember one of the games that I watched, um, 
Mark Marky Mark. He came and performed uh, his his hit song. I forget the title. Um, it was the one with the uh, the girl singing in the background. Well, most songs are like that, but uh, it, it was his big hit uh, at that time. And there uh, during the performance. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I'm just trying to think of it. <laughs> but during the performance, uh, when he wasn't rapping, he he I don't think he had his shirt on. But then he kind of unbuckled his pants and let his pants drop to his ankles, you know, just to reveal his underwear. So that was kind of a thing he does, and that's what she's talking about, like the the pants dropping thing. So not only yeah, not only was he a Calvin's Klein uh, underwear model, but he kind of did that at performances, drop his pants. Um, yeah. Okay, but I it's funny cause <laughs> during this this talk about like the whole planting a tree thing, it, it immediately took me to uh, was it the happening, the yeah. M Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah, where you know there's that scene where he's talking to like the tree and stuff. So it, it took me to that. <laughs> um, but uh, Josh, he he's a hipster. He is. He he's absolutely. He probably probably started the trend. Uh, he's talking to Cher, and he is basically saying that he would die of shock if uh, if he ever saw her do something um, that wasn't for herself. Basically, you know, he's like calling her uh, selfish. So I think this is obviously going to kind of play in to uh, what she eventually does doing later uh, later on here. Um, and then right here, this is where she shows her dad the report card. Right? No, did I miss the report card part? Oh no! No, um, no you did. You you did mention. That's like later on, or I, I think it's right now, cause, cause that's um, I have that in my notes right now is the report card, but uh, her dad got, got the report card, and I think it's really weird because, I don't ever remember seeing a report card that was kind of handwritten. I mean, it's printed out, you know, like her cl uh, classes and things like that, but the teachers' names are written in. And uh, and the comments are written in, but you know that's besides the point. But the the funny stuff is uh, for English uh, composition, uh, the comments say excellent composition and vocabulary, uh, which makes sense. Her dad's a lawyer, so she probably knows big words from from him. Uh, yeah. Debate class, unprepared and undisciplined, and we kind of saw that earlier in the, uh, in debate class where she kind of goes off and doesn't really talk about what she was supposed to debate over. Yeah. Um, bio. I'm, I'm assuming biography. No, uh, no, biology. Uh, it, it comments, wouldn't dissect a frog. <laughs> I never really took the time to look at the actual report card and what it said. That's actually really good that you brought it up. Because, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, gla I glanced at the, uh, uh, like, what was, uh, like, the lettering. Like, you know, like, she got a B. Oh, right. Yeah. But I never oh, saw, like, the, uh, the like, what, what she did. Yeah, three oh. of them, three of them changed their grade, uh, whatever the grade was to A's. So she's got two four five she's got five a's and one b now um but i'm only pulling it up because it, it's a screenshot i saw i saw online if you just type in like um, clueless and whatever there's sites where you can find like um things where they'll point out certain things that we didn't catch you know maybe growing up watching it and you know uh reading this and going back and seeing it again these things stand out a little bit more so it's really funny um world history uh says must try harder to pay attention to current events uh, so, so she's probably very—I uh, don't know—maybe stuck in the past as far as world history. I, well, it says world history, so why current events? I'm not sure. Uh, and geometry, nice shapes. So I'm not exactly sure what that means. Um, so that's her report card. I kind of want to bring that up because the, the funniest thing was that she wouldn't dissect a frog, uh, and I think that's the one that she had a B in. So not bad. Good on you, Cher. Good on you, uh, Cher. <laughs> yeah. Gym class. Um, did you notice it was all girls? 
So yeah, that that's that's normal. Is it? Um, well, and and maybe maybe because they were doing tennis and and you know because I know that certain gym classes they might be more towards a certain sex and gender. Uh, well, like aerobics. I Catholic. I went to Catholic high school, so girls were separate from guys in gym. Okay. Guys did a whole different mm. set of things, and then girls like did almost the same stuff, but like a little different. I wonder if that's how it's done in Beverly Hills High. Then, I, maybe maybe that would make sense because because it's I'm sure it's not a public high school in Beverly Hills, right? But they're also not wearing uniforms, so I'm not sure. Did you have to wear a uniform at your school? Yeah, we had a, a whole different other set of um, like clothing to wear. Like it was shorts and a t-shirt and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then they. It's funny because I think throughout the movie they must have dropped the title like four or five times but this is the first time we do hear it and um they were just yeah they just mentioned clueless and it's funny because this is when uh ty the new girl is introduced to the class and do you want to uh kind of describe how ty looks uh ty is very um kind of skaterish skaterish like skater girl like i mean like if if i'm gonna talk now like she's a total like hipster like looks like she didn't take a bath and (laughs) like she she has tats she's a she looks kind of lost. She doesn't look like know what. She doesn't really know what her style is. She, Would you say she's clueless? <laughs> clueless. She's. Yeah. Uh, I think this is uh, really funny here, and maybe you can help me better with the with the line. But there's a misunderstanding of what what's really going on. But uh, Cher asks her something, then she's like, "Oh yeah, I can go for some herbal refreshments," and um, and and then like it was either Cher or Dion was like, "Oh yeah, I don't think we have you know well, lunch is coming up, but I don't think we have tea." And then, well, we got um, Coke. Yeah, but we got Coke, and she's like, she's like, shit, you guys got Coke? You're like, of course, you know. So there's a misunderstanding <laughs> there, and I think that's really funny. So that price um, kind of uh, uh, speaks volumes of like where Ty is coming from, where you know they probably just smoke and and do nose candy at her school, you know, as like a like a like a no big deal kind of thing. Yeah, so that's really funny. Um, and I would think, I would think at least, well. I don't know how how does herbal well maybe she shouldn't have said refreshments yeah like tea is like all like leaves right right in a like in a bag so Dion's first thing was oh we don't have tea but we have like coke here meaning that like oh I guess coke is like the next like I guess like cause, and if you think about it like a lot of kids back in the day drank soda mm-hmm. like now everybody's drinking water or like iced tea well actually a little bit of iced tea but everyone's so fixated on trying to lose weight where back then it was more like i guess like you were very aware of like what you had like soda was considered a treat more than like like where everyone abuses it now so if you i don't know like i feel kind of weird if i'm like the only one sitting at a table with a coke and everyone else like has a water or something you know Mm -hmm. i'm like my pfeffer's doing this like (laughs) it's like you know it makes you think but yeah, and everything comes with like zero, zero calories now and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're showing Ty around campus and obviously the the different types of cliques, which still kind of work. Um, and then you know, so they're on lunch, and then Ty meets uh, Travis in the lunch line, and they talk about Marvin the Martian. Um, Bashir doesn't approve, you know, because he's you know he's not you know a pretty boy and he's he's a skater so uh that he's just he's just a druggie like he he does a lot of pot and he and she wants like her to like 
yeah, like, they're not in the same, like, idea. Like, she's like, well, mm-hmm. I like what she brings up. Like, she doesn't say, like, they're a total, like, you know, opposite. She's like, oh, don't get me wrong. She was like, you know, they do stuff in middle class, and we all laugh and stuff, and no girl actually, like, respectfully dates them. Like, you know, like, like we accept them, you know, like, we, we know right. that they're there, and we're nice to them, but we would never go out to the extension of actually dating them. Yeah. So, um, but that's cool that, that, that she still accepts that he is... You know, he goes to that school, so you maybe assume that at, um, I don't know, is it safe to assume that people that went to Beverly Hills High probably had some kind of, you know, came from some money? money. Yeah. Because that's what I was going to ask you. I was like, you know, just from, like, the way the cliques are, like, is Beverly Hills High, like, just with people who are rich and go to Beverly, like, who live in Beverly Hills, or... I mean, like, because, you know, by the way, like, you know, Travis dresses, maybe he's just, like, one of those rebellious, like, teenagers that, like, yeah. live off of their parents' money. Yeah, there's plenty of them. Uh, it's funny because I actually watched the um, the behind-the-scenes, too, after I watched the movie, and uh, Breck and Meyer apparently really did go to Beverly Hills High. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah and I don't remember, like, what he shared with it, um, but I thought that was very interesting that that his uh, that he himself went, but his character looks like he doesn't even belong at the school. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, so Cher doesn't approve uh, of Travis, and then she even asks Ty, "How old are you?" And she's like, "Well, I'm I'm turning uh, 16 in in uh, in May." And then Cher's like, "Well, my birthday's in April, so as somebody older, <laughs> so she's only older by one month, and is trying to give like uh, life advice, that you know, to Ty." So that's uh, that's uh, super hilarious. So um, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but now we get a montage of them um, dolling up Ty, you know, washing out the the red dye, and um, you know, just to make her look like she fits in a little bit more, help her with her vernacular and stuff like that. And at this point, um, uh, Cher is teaching her the word sporadically, and like Josh, he was about to walk into the room, and he kind of like stops and kind of watches to see what's going on. Did you get the sense if he was impressed with what was going on? Yeah, because like when he like puts down that like he's like shaking his head, like she's like the cutest like thing ever, like you know, because because for a guy to take the time out to act, like if he really didn't care for Cher, he would just like walk past by, but he stood there and he listened and. I think he had the idea that, yeah, she took into account of, like, you know, what I was trying to tell her. And, like, you know, and she's just adorable. Like, you know, like, I wouldn't say, like, being, like, an airhead is kind mm-hmm. of adorable. But, like, she was smart. But, like, she just, like, she's sort of an There's airhead. something cute about her. Yeah, something cute. Like, everyone, like. Like, they, like, when we all watch the movie, like, for some reason, everyone says, oh, well, you're Thai because, like, you know, you're small and you have, like, red curly hair and, you know, you, you have, like, this, like, really obnoxious but cute laugh and you just, like, you have, like, that accent. Like, because uh, if you notice, Thai has an accent. Right. Yeah. And, um, but then, like, you know, like, my boyfriend will be like, but I could see you as Cher because, like, you just have, like these like little ways of explaining things that are kind of like they're like they're smart but like you kind of come off like a little he doesn't like not ditzy but it's cute is there something cute mm-hmm. about like like how excited you get for certain things and like you know mm-hmm. when you want to do good for people like so it's it just i feel like it's a mixture of a ton of girls like you know and and it could be what we kind of mentioned earlier you know you growing up watching this movie m- might have influenced a little bit in, in personality you know i, I you know. definitely agree with that 
Uh, yeah. Um, and then here we get the uh, the photo shoot uh, with the friends where Cher's taking pictures. And they're trying to, uh, her and Dion, that is, they're trying to hook her up with Elton, who is this, um, you know, I guess one of the popular boys. Uh, do you find him handsome? Yes. You, do you? Okay. So you, so you like him. I feel like, um, I don't know. I just, I always, like... There's just something about his eyes, like, in his hair, okay. and, like... Something mysterious about him. He's tall, but guy, I, too. But I didn't start to like him until I was older. When I was oh, younger, I, I was, like... I mean, because like, I thought Josh was cute. I mean, I still think Josh is... Like, Paul Rudd is just, like, hot in general. But when I was younger, I just... I, like, when you, you, you just sense, like... Like, not bad people, but, like, you know, like, bad characters. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and that would make you, like, sort of not like him. But, like, you know, as a girl, like, growing up and, like, being attractive to guys, like, I was just, like, he's a cutie. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, because I I, <laughs> I don't find a lot of men attractive. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah. But, 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 I, I, but I will admit when I do find, uh, uh, like, oh, yeah, he's, he's a handsome guy. Yeah, I, I can say Chris Evans is a handsome guy. You know, I, I enjoy him in Captain America and all these other movies. Yeah. So I, I can I – can, I, I have a uh, God. This is gonna sound so weird, but I have a certain taste in men. You know, like I, 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 I know that. when somebody guy who, look, I, um, if they have some a girl that they're really close with, they will admit to that girl that they have like a man crush, a man crush, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you know, watching some of these like uh, high school type movies and stuff, I, I wonder sometimes like how come you got this guy because he doesn't seem like he would be like the pretty boy type of thing. So that's why I asked you if you found Elton handsome or, or cute or whatever. Cause, cause I, I think like maybe when I was younger, I was just all like, well, why, why are the girls so swooning over this guy? You know, because I, I didn't think he was like, like a Zac Efron or anything like that. Now, now him, see Zac Efron in high school musical, cause my son grew up watching that stuff. I didn't yeah. think Zac Efron was handsome or, or whatever at that age. And now as he's gotten older, I think he's, he's a handsome guy. Oh yeah, he's you know, so he's kind of. <laughs> he's, I mean, so, I, I mean, I watched him in the awkward moment. Yeah. With him and Miles Teller, and I'm sorry, I don't know the other gentleman's name in that movie, but they were all just very good-looking guys, and yeah, like and just like because the, they, they they portray like you know a person in their late twenties who still like is trying to find love, but then again, like who kind of like want to live the single life? They don't know like where to go from there. So mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that's a great coming of age movie too. Even though it's not necessarily in high school, but I feel like even in your late twenties, you can still have no idea what you want to do and still try to understand yeah. yourself and where you want to take your life. You know? Oh, absolutely. And you know, I I just had my ten year reunion uh, a few years ago, and I didn't go. Um, and that was not a hard decision for me to make. You know, I, I got the you know, the notice in the mail and I was like, 10 years. Wow, that was really fast. And I'm like, why do I want to go? Because not a lot has happened in 10 years. You know, in that first 10, I served, uh, I was in the army for nine and a half years. And, you know, so all I had was like, you know, a couple war stories. And But as far as like life accomplishments, there's not a whole lot to really chit chatter about. And I know a lot of people go just to see their old friends and stuff, but now with facebook and all these other social medias you're connecting with friends that way and it's like why go to a reunion to kind of catch up when we can do so on facebook which is kind of um kind of an unfortunate way to look at it because mm-hmm. you, you you know you you should socialize in in real life and you know it, it's just kind of sad that like um 
you know, I think about this sometimes too. Like me and my dad, we text message each other. Like, what? Why don't I just take the time to call him every now and then? You know, and if he texts me and asks me a question, why don't I just call and reply? So it, it's just kind of, um, you know, I guess it just shows like how you know times have changed and things like that. And yeah, sometimes with the uh, the conveniency of technology and stuff, it it, it really um, it's, it's changed our social the way we socialize and things like that. I mean, um, people blogging and stuff and good God, li- listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't related to clueless, but no, I mean, obviously like these tangents were going off and it's, it's relevant to what we're talking about. It's just, it's crazy. Cause it, it, it sucks when you're trying to like, um, kind of on a time crunch, you want to try to, uh, you know, speed along. But like, I, I feel like the stuff we are talking about is, uh, I think they're worth listening to. So, uh, I, I would, um, Hopefully we get some good feedback uh, uh, on this episode, and I'll be sure to share that with you. Um, so the, the the purpose of this this scene with the uh, the photo shoot, they're trying to hook up um, Ty, uh, obviously, but Elton he he's really into share, and I don't know if the viewers are supposed to get that off yet. But even if they did or not, share is the one that it's over her head. Well, she's I, I totally like I feel like she's sort of like. A tease in a sense because when Mr. Hall and Miss Geist finally were getting together and dating and stuff, like there was a lot of like him like massaging her and like hugging her from the back and kissing her on the cheek and type of thing. Mm. Like, and she was kind of blushing and like, you know, so she didn't, she wasn't all like, oh, get off me like she did to the one guy in the beginning. Oh, right. She kind of of accepted that. But then again, like, I guess it was just like being in the whole like popular crew. Like, you know, like, oh, well, if a popular guy is like, you know, like hugging me, like, she she knows she's popular, but she, uh, she just, uh, it feeds her, it feeds her ego, you know? And, and you know, and because I feel like, um, what's his name? Um, Elton's kind of right. He's like, you know, you've uh, been flirting with me like all year, right? And then, but she, but she, but she was towards like the end, trying to like push her and Ty, like push, excuse me, push him and Ty together. But yeah, like, but she, she should have sensed it. She, she should have like, you know, I feel like there was a better way for her to like. Give her like, like just to let him know I'm not interested. Yeah, you're you're totally right, but but that kind of shows her character a little bit. Like, um, she should sense it, but she totally doesn't. Yeah, you know, and so uh, so she may, and it's not really a lot of attention, but she may like those little things because she knows him. Uh, but I do like that scene you were talking about earlier, where this guy like comes out of nowhere off off screen. And I don't know if he was trying to give her a hug or what, but she pushes him away. <laughs> it's like as if. Ow, <laughs> so that's really fun. If. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. They. Let's see. We can just go ahead and go skip to the party uh, scene in the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, Dion catches Murray dancing with another girl, and I could kind of relate to this because <laughs> I loved or I used to love clubbing um, a lot, and that's something I used to do all the time. Me and my friends, we. Yeah, we're definitely not those guys that are standing up against the wall. We're we're the ones on the dance floor that you can't pull off the floor. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> I, I remember one night it was a it was a Halloween night, and you know we went out to the clubs, and my friend he met this girl, and he was dancing with her. He introduced me, I'm like, hey, hi, whatever. And uh, my then girlfriend, who's my wife now, my she was my girlfriend at the time. Um, I was dancing, and then I was I was dancing with one other friend. I turn around and then there's that girl 
And then I was wondering where that my other friend was, the one that had met her. Yeah. I was like, huh. So so we're facing each other. I'm like, well, this doesn't look good. So I turned back around. But I think when we were facing each other, my girlfriend had seen it. And then like she came to me like, who the hell is that? Blah, 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 blah. I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, I was not even dancing with her. Like such and such was dancing with her. I just happened to turn around. And she was there and he wasn't there. So it just looked really bad. <laughs> You know, so I don't know what Murray was doing, but I can relate to what happened. He was probably just dancing, just having a good time. No, I, I mean, I feel like <laughs> as a teenage boy, I feel like that, like, you know, he realizes he's got, like, one of the hottest girls in the class. But then, like, you know, he wants sure. to, like, he wants to keep his options open, but, like, so he <laughs> kind of plays it off. Like, you know, but I feel like that he does have a, have a, a very soft spot for Dion and because, like, you know, he always, like... I'm not saying that like he like she like babies him and like he's she he's kind of looking at her like like a second mother type of like you know like he type of person but I could tell like you know he would never break up with her you know but like, mm-hmm. after like he like when he was shaving his head like she was like that's it you want to play games and call your mother like you know right. I mean like if a, if say if I was him and a girl was trying to call my mother I would just be like you just totally turned me off why would you do that like we're done but the fact yeah. that like, he was still with her. You know, <laughs> I love she's like, and the yearbook pictures? What am I going to tell my grandchildren? Like, she's planning this out. Like, yeah. marry this guy. Right. Because if, if it totally deterred him, he would have been like, bye, Felicia. You know, he wouldn't have even cared. So so that's, that's nice that he does care that uh, that she would call his mom. So, yeah, that kind of shows, like, uh, their relationship a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I, I like the scene where um, Travis accidentally spills, like, a drink on Cher's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and he tries to make amends by offering her a joint. Now, at 12 years old, that went over my head. I mean, it's funny because that's around the same time that I, I did start it understanding. Did go over my head, too. Yeah, so I started understanding drugs and things like that because, like, Friday came out the same year, you know, and, and everybody's seen Friday. So, but I, I don't know what it is, but I just did not know that, that, you know what, maybe it's because it was a joint and I'm still kind of. I guess I'm used to like in the movies they're they're like bongs and blunts you know and and, and all these other things because later on when when Travis has the bong I obviously knew what that was you know because I knew he was a stoner but I I guess like like the whole like see, seeing a joint on that. screen I, I didn't get that too uh, okay <laughs> oh yeah you remember now yeah like but. when um well this is sort of sad because I haven't like seen Clues in a while and I finally like saw it like a good year ago. And like I mean, like after after not seeing it, now I'm just like watching all the time because it's on Netflix and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the last time that I that I really there was a space time, and then I actually watched it, and I saw as he pulled it out of the um of the box, I was like, oh my god! I was like, I never knew what that was when I was younger, and I was like, oh my god, what is he doing? I was like, oh yeah, it's all coming together, like you know, and it's kind of embarrassing. But I was like, yeah. here it is! Oh my god! And not only is there like a like a like an actual bong that he pulls out, there's another bong that Cher pulls out of the box, and it's one of those like Honey Bear squeeze bottles. Yeah. He turned that into a bong too. Yeah. So 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 you see like a homemade one. So that's so that was a really funny scene. Um, but yeah, she so even Cher takes a little puff of the joint. So that's why I was all like. Earlier in the scene, when when um, Ty says herbal refreshment, like how did that also go over Cher's head? Because she obviously has partaken before, uh, you know, to to accept that as making amends. You well, know, he um, pulled it out too. Huh? He pulled it out too when he said, "Yeah." And then he, she knew what it was by well, the end. She's like, "Oh, what's the least you could do?" <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, so I guess she has to see it to to really know what it is. But yeah, maybe, maybe she never heard that term before. Maybe that term just like went over her head. Yeah. 
Uh, and then this next scene is is pr- probably made me laugh. The uh, gave me the most legit laugh, like out loud. <laughs> the clock is when. Uh, well, no, it, it's actually when they're um, Elton and like a, a couple other people. They're like uh, sw- swaying like fr- forward and back to uh, rock uh, rolling with the homies. Yeah. You know, so so they're yeah they're just like going back and forth and and just kind of uh, just rocking to the music. And like some girl, she kicks her foot, and then like the shoe flies and it hits Ty in the head and knocks her Locked down. down. <laughs> they gave me yeah like a legit laugh, and I was just like you know because I, I kind of forgot that for a split second, and like yeah, it really knocks her out literally because Elton has to pick her up and take her into the kitchen, and then this is when they share that moment, you know, um, and and she was like ask her ask, uh, you know uh, ask her something or whatever. He's like well sometimes seven. And stuff she like, knows. Stuff she knows. Yeah, and so that was really funny. Uh, so that was really well written there and you know they obviously try to see where her her mind's at right now and he's like can you do this rolling with the homies and does that hand motion which i think is kind of corny but it's fine it's whatever yeah and and so they share a little moment and then um you know share things that they're going to hit it off yeah and then let's see after this is this when they leave no no uh i i wrote this down because i thought it was really funny but um Cher's dad he calls her while she's still at the party and uh, I guess there was like helicopters around, so he's like, "Where are you, Kuwait?" She's like, "Is that in the valley?" Uh, so she doesn't obviously doesn't know where Kuwait's located. Um, and he's like, "Do you know what time it is?" And she goes, "Daddy, a watch doesn't really go with this outfit <laughs> or something." So I thought that was really funny. Um, but after the party, uh, Cher leaves with Elton, and Ty goes with a girl named Summer, just because of like where they live. It just makes the most sense. Yeah. Did you notice that? Um, maybe you've seen this before, but I've never noticed. But when Ty was leaving, she had one of those plastic lit up snowmans that you put in the yard. Yeah. What is that about? It was this is so random. Time. Okay, was it? Yeah, because if you notice, like the whole house was decked out in like Christmas stuff. And okay. I was wearing a red dress. They were all wearing like red colors. Like, you know, like it was right. like a, a Christmas party. So were they just stealing that? It was just kind of random to have in her lap. Or maybe, maybe it was Summers. Maybe some, maybe Summers. I mean, we could, we could, or maybe they just stole. They're like, oh, it's a little Dude. snowman. I just I, I thought it was funny because if you think about it, I um I mean I don't know about you, but I've been to a lot of crazy parties where a lot of random weird stuff happened, and I think that kind of shows, it, yeah. So it just shows that how crazy and random this party was. That they're leaving with a like a plastic light up snowman. Um, so the girls go have lunch. Uh, we're assuming the next day. Well, no, actually, let's talk yeah, a little bit about uh, Elton. Yeah, yeah. Elton uh, puts the moves on Cher, and she does not like it. Uh, so basically, she calls it that she was being sexually harassed, and um, you know she finds out obviously that he's not into Ty, despite having a picture in her um, I have uh, uh, his, his his closet. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a picture that she took, and that's why it's in his his locker. So yeah, this is, this is where you mentioned earlier uh, that you know that she'd basically been teasing him all year. Um, but yeah, she she gets out of the car and tells him to leave her alone, which he does. He ends up leaving her, which is t- so cold. And then she gets uh, robbed at gunpoint. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think about that? I thought that was, I mean, I, I mean, it was pretty much like finding the lowest, the low, like, you know, like, can this day get possibly any worse? Oh, you're just going to get robbed of everything. But what I want to know is where she got the, the change to pay for the phone. You know, like, oh, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, she probably had some change because at that time it was probably still twenty five cents. Yeah, I you love. It's like a dollar fifty now. I love when he's like, "Get down on the ground," and she still has the nerve to explain it. <laughs> but she's like, "Oh no, this isn't a lie. A what? A it's a really expensive design. <laughs> like she's just yeah. she's a gunpoint, and she's too worried about her outfit. And then he's just like, "I will shoot you. Get on the ground, yeah. kid." I, I love you. You see that in a lot of movies too, where it's something like that. But it's it's really funny because you know I I think Sherry is very lovable, and she's just so I I think that scene just worked because like it throws that guy off too because he's like I got a gun, I'm I'm trying to rob you and you don't want to lay down because of your dress, so that was really funny. But yeah, she 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 calls um Josh, but you know even if she didn't have to change, I'm sure she could have asked like the clerk at the convenience store, "Hey, this is what just happened. Can I please get a quarter?" You know, something like that. Um, but uh, Josh comes to pick her up, and uh, it, it's a pretty brief scene. But they, they talk a little bit about Shakespeare and Hamlet. And um, Josh's date, you know, reads off a line and shares like, "Oh no, yeah, Hamlet didn't say that because she had watched the Mel Gibson version of Hamlet." And yeah. I, I, yeah, she points out like one of the other characters has said it. So I I've seen both. Well, I've seen uh, actually I think I've seen three versions of Hamlet. I've seen the Mel Gibson, the Laurence Olivier, and the Kenneth Branagh one. So I've seen three, and I I, I think I think I like the uh, Mel Gibson one better. But I think that's because I'm, I'm I'm a big Mel Gibson fan too. Me too. So I'm a, a little biased. Um, but uh, it, this is so funny because I didn't remember what car that Josh drove, but he drives a early 90s black Honda Civic hatchback. Mm-hmm. That was my very first car. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, I had that car at the age of 16. Mine was a, a, a 92. So if that was the same year, his was um, his car would have been about three years. So so it's still pretty new for, for, for someone like him. Um, and I think that particular model goes up to 94, maybe 95 before it actually started changing. So I thought that was really cool to see my very first car uh, driven by Josh, no less. Uh, except for mine was uh, <clears throat> pimped a little bit. Um, but I thought like they're um, like you could just tell like how close as a as like, you know, like how the characters are getting like because he's like he's not all of a sudden thinking that she's annoying anymore like you know the fact that like she says she talks about like how mel gibson didn't say that as hamlet like he giggles and the girl's like you're really like like laughing at this like you know yeah because he thinks it's cute and she was like are you kidding me she's such an airhead and 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 we see something like that again later on you know with the uh, um their dad's colleague or Cher's dad's uh, colleague, anyway, uh, at the at the table when they're working on something. Like, he, he just looks at them like, well, he kind of looks at, at Josh. At least I feel this way, that, like, dude, what are you doing? She, she, you guys are nothing alike. Why do you, why are you guys talking like you guys like each other kind of thing, you know? So, but it, it just shows that, uh, you know, we get to see little by little every scene that they have together, that, that it's either one or the other, that they, that there's a little something what I, you know. what I don't get is like, you know, like you know when he's running up the steps and like he just like like kisses her, like he kisses the uh, the date or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't get that scene really. Like, but then again, I guess it shows how like you know Cher's starting to think about Josh in a more like like ew, like why would you kiss her? Like she's just like you know. Yeah, she probably thinks that he's too good for her. Yeah, you know because she she really knows him. So that's probably what that is. 
the girls they go have lunch, and Ty learns that they're both virgins, basically.、Um, but, but according to Dion, there she's technically a virgin, um, and、uh, I guess Cher saving herself for Luke Perry. So, yes, I love that line. Cher's saving、so, for Luke Perry, and then yeah, so yeah, the the younger girls wouldn't know who he is, but now two one zero. You know, he was a, a heartthrob. Now, you you like Luke Perry? Yes. Okay. Now, did you watch Nine Hundred Two One Zero? I watched a little bit of it. Okay. You know, I wasn't. Were, yeah. Were you Team Luke or Team Jason? Your Team Sideburns looks like you. You're kind of. You look like you're really. I, like, dude, I, I would have to say. I um when I was younger as a boy I um, I thought Jason was the more handsome guy because like Luke Perry he had like a. Big forehead and beady little eyes, but you know I was a kid and and I'm I'm a I'm a boy, so you know so I was just kind of trying to find what the appeal was because I don't know maybe maybe、uh, Luke Perry was more kind of like a man's man because he was a bad boy and that's why the girls liked him, yeah, right, yeah, and, and just, Jason, you know, Jason Priestley was the opposite, so yeah, that's probably what it was.、Um, I like I like how she like you know, and I feel like that a lot of women. I, I look to Shara as like a role model because I didn't believe. Actually, I just still don't believe that.、Um, like, I mean, people can do whatever they want, but like, I feel like women should learn to respect themselves. And you know,、mm-hmm. Shara, even though she's she, she's a fun time, like you know, she's not a square, but she but she's classy. You know,、mm-hmm. I love when she's like, I just don't feel like doing it until I find the right person. She says, she says, you see how, how picky I am with my shoes, and they only go on my feet. Like you know, and I love that saying so much. It's because you know, I just feel like a lot of girls feel pressured into having you know underage sex. You know,、right. and it's, I mean, like for for girls, that's more of an, an empowering thing. So yeah, it's like another reason why I love that movie. It's an empowering woman movie. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right.、Um, there's definitely、uh, things that you can learn and, and take from this as well.、Um, so the. We're assuming the next day or shortly after,、uh, in debate class again, shares all deep in her thoughts, and then we get to see the new kid Christian、uh, arrives. Now, Slater. I like when you like, use that whole like first name and last name, like the '80s character or、well, the '80s actor Christian Slater. Right, right.、Um, did you think he was hot? No. No, you didn't even find him cute or at all attractive. Like there was, there was some moments, but like. You just—I don't know—like just the characters. You just—you just know who you like from the first moment you watch it. You know,、mm-hmm. right? It's, it's your taste. I mean, he—he he just came off a little bit of a of a snob, kind of. You know, like、okay. like pretentious ish. Like he、mm-hmm. like he knew everything about how to win a lady. Like I just had to win a lady over, but he acted like he knew how to win a lady over. Maybe well,、yeah. like a front. It was a complete front. It was his demeanor. It kind of turned you off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Cher is totally into him, and she does the the whole thing where you drop the pen, and and he picks it up, you know. And so as he comes up, he's checking out her legs and says, "Nice stems."、Um, so I never caught that before. So I, I thought that was kind of a cool, um, uh, not even a slang, but just a, instead of saying legs, he says stems. I, I, I thought that was kind of nice.、Uh, and then she kind of starts. I think they were up, shoes. Stems. Yeah. Like a like a brand. You thought、yeah. stems might be a brand. I think so because my mom. I remember my mom saying that she started laughing. Like that's like the first thing that、hmm. like because that shows that he's gay. 
Because like I right because he's into shoes and and shopping. Yeah, that's interesting. I would like to look that up because I obviously don't know women's shoes, but I I I assumed that he was talking about her legs. No, you know? I think huh. I think he was talking about her shoes. So that's the way you get to a girl's heart, right? Is to uh, to know to know the shoes. <laughs> no, I. I mean, me personally, I like a real man, manly man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, like, not saying he has to be a bad boy, but, like, he just, he has to have swag. Or, like, I don't know, like, don't talk about my outfit. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, like, just other things. Talk about guy stuff. <laughs> yes. Manly things. <laughs> yeah. So, Cher, um, you know, she obviously tries to uh, set herself up with Christian uh, at this point. So, kind of, the, the whole tie thing takes a little bit of a backseat for a little bit. Um, I really like the scene where he goes to pick her up at her house and she's upstairs and like Josh and her dad are working on, you know, the the lawsuit and then the doorbell goes off and she's like, Dad, can you get it? He's like, I'm busy and she's like, Josh and you Josh, know, so she doesn't please. want to come down. <clears throat> yeah, so sorry, I had to uh, clear my throat. But okay. yeah, so it, it's like part of her game, you know, like she wants to make him wait to to, to make him to want her more because yeah. she's not like so easily accessible. So that, that was really funny. But um yeah, I like this whole scene with like uh, her dad and and, and uh, what's his name? Christian. Oh, gosh, I almost said Josh. Yeah, he's just because uh, he comes in, he's like, "Do you do you drink?" He's like, "No, nah, I'm I'm good" or whatever. He's like, "I wasn't offering. I was asking if you drink." So it, I I just thought that was really a funny exchange. And now, if Sheriff's sixteen, I mean, Christian's in high school too. He he couldn't be any more than maybe a junior senior, right? Because they're in the same class, so you would think maybe the same. I would say he's like 17. Yeah, so it's just funny that um, because they kind of do some drinking in here, so I, I don't know. I, I just thought, I mean, that, that's obviously real. I mean, underage drinking is a real thing, but they they almost make it seem like these people in Beverly Hills, these teenagers, drink a little bit more often. And, you know, I don't know, maybe they do with all these reality shows where we see the, the you know, the kids that came from money. They tend to do stuff that are a little bit more adult than than the other kids that are actually their age. Oh, yeah. If you watch the – if you used to watch the show on MTV, I think it was, uh, New York Prep. Mm-mm. Well, it was um, it, it was all high schoolers and uh, the seniors at the time, like they would host like major like loft parties with all like champagne and like, you know, they, they would party like they were 20 something years old. Like casual sex was a thing. Like, you know, right. like, they thought that they were like and they were living on their own. There was no parents around. They had they huh. had their own type of lifestyle. So they had to pretty much grow up and, you know. I I don't know if you noticed in now the the club that they go to was it a frat party or was it a club? It was um, because Ty calls it the frat later on, or she refers to it as a frat. Well, it was Josh's friend's party. That's how they came in. Oh, I see. Because cause that's why he is there yeah. uh, later on. Okay, I got it. Yeah, so I, I guess I did uh, forget to mention that when um, Cher was getting ready for a day, Josh was really checking her out coming down the uh, the stairs. So he was definitely uh, feeling some type of way about her, as they say. Um, but, yeah, so he, he decides to go over there, too, just to kind of overlook and make sure things are okay. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was an underage club, so that really threw me off because I'm like, well, there's a lot of underage drinking and, you know, because there's people walking around with beer and stuff like that. And when I used to go to clubs where it was like 18 and over, 
from 18 to 20, you'd have to have the big X's on your hands. Yeah. Like Sharpie. 18, so, 21 to drink type of stuff. Okay, so I, I missed that then when they said that it was like Josh's friend's party. So that makes a lot of sense now. Um, I think it's really funny when Cher and Christian were dancing, and then she looks over and sees that Josh, uh, you know, sees Ty, and they start dancing. She's like, oh, look at that. Josh never really dances. And Christian's like, I can see why. And she's like, no, you know, he's doing that to make her feel more comfortable. But do you, do you think that's what he was doing or he really just can't dance? I mean, I know. I just, I think that the type of music, like, it's more of like a jumping around. Okay. Like, you know, because the Muddy Muddy Ballstones, who was the band that actually played, like, mm-hmm. they're a real band. And um, the song, Where Did You Go? Like, that was just pretty much like a hit song. Like, people, if people hear that song, people think Clueless. Like, you know, it's, yeah. And I have it on my I have it on my iPod, and I love the Mighty Mighty Ballstones. They actually did the the ending song, of where the credits in Step Brothers movie, mm-hmm. like like they're they're pretty much a horn, like rock band, like with you know horns, and I love it, and I I love them so much. Like I have a lot of songs from the coolest soundtrack on my iPod, but uh, it's a good soundtrack. It, it is. really is. It's a really great soundtrack. And it really, it really just shows how, like, it has a '90s flair. Yeah, um, and now the, the the next couple scenes, if you know, if you didn't pick it up, are obvious clues to Christian's sexuality. Yes. Uh, th- there's a scene where he's calling from, I think, a museum, and there's a painting in the background. Do you know that reference at all? No, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about like how like he was talking to the bartender and like he oh, ignored oh, the- that too. Oh. Oh, yeah. See, I wasn't being specific enough. Um, I, I actually moved on from that scene. But, yeah, you're right. He was talking to the bartender. And it, um, uh, Ty and Cher were watching him. This girl comes up behind him, puts her hand on his shoulder, and he, you know, kind of sh- shrugs her off. And, you know, he's talking with the bartender. And she's like, you see, he's totally into me because, you know, he's not even paying attention to other girls. But then later on when Cher and him were dancing, if, if, you, if you don't catch it... Yeah, he turns Christian, around and he yeah. the guy. <laughs> yeah, he dances, he dances with the guy behind him. <laughs> um, but in the next scene, uh, it, it, it's like quick little scenes of like... There's one where Christian calls her and he's at a museum and there's a painting in the background. And this, I, I didn't know. It, I, it's something I read. But the, the painter uh, of that particular um, piece... I, I, I think he was either gay or there's something you know about him that was kind of like a like a, a reference you know that that would kind of clue us in into Christian's uh, sexuality, um, and then the whole scene where he brings movies to come watch uh, uh, at her house, right? The two movies was Some Like It Hot and uh, it's Spartacus, but she calls it Sporadicus. Yeah. Uh, to kind of a play on when she talked about sporadically earlier. Yeah. But do you get those references, those two movies? Yeah, the actor was gay, wasn't he? Uh, in, in Spartacus, there's there's a lot of, like, yeah, there's, like, a lot of homoerotic themes in, in there. But Some Like It Hot is about two men who dress up as women. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's that one. Um and then, like, while they're watching the movie, she rubs her foot on his leg, and she's like, oh, my feet's cold. And then, like, he gets the pillow and puts it over her feet, and it's like, is that good? You know, like, without saying any words, but you see the expression on his face. I thought that was really funny. And at this time, this is when he figures out, like, she has no clue that he's gay. And to be fair, it's not like he came out to her anyway. But why don't he just say it? Like, he's like, I mean, like, I mean, he, he's, he's pure. Like, the fact that he's dancing with guys and... He's really like flamboyant about it. I think he should right. hold her. 
Yeah, I I thought about that myself. Like the whole thing with uh, her dad. He's like, I got a forty-five and a shovel. Yeah, I'm sure nobody would miss you. You know, and that whole thing. Like he could have just been like, Sir, don't even worry about it because she's not my cup of tea. You know, something like that. It, it could have been very vague, but but you're you're absolutely right. There, there yeah. could have been things like that where because we don't know really if he's openly gay yet, but yeah. he's not really hiding it. He's kind of just omitting. You know, like if you, if you want to announce it, like go right ahead. But like, I'm not going to say anything type of thing. Like you can figure yeah. it yourself. But you're missing and also another interesting point. OK. When, when Cher came down the steps and that's when Josh really was like. Oh, I said that. No, you didn't. I did. Did you? I did. I, but then like he's like, do you, are you not going to let her walk out like that? Are you? Yeah. And, and I said that's why he ends up going to uh, to to the dance. Oh, I thought you were just like telling me like like because we were talking about the dance and you said, oh yeah, and then Josh was just there. Yeah, because I, I think I said um, she had him feeling some type of way. Yeah. Okay. Sorry yeah. about that. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's like, still oh, a good really scene. For the dance, and I started like thinking about all the stuff in the no. dance. It's um, it's it's it is a good scene because it's so weird. You okay? So see, so your parents are still together. My my parents split up when I was a lot younger, so I I've had a stepsister, uh, and I think she's. A little less than two years older older than me, and she's cute and stuff like that. But like watching this movie, I don't know if I can ever do anything like that. And we still kind of communicate because we both uh, we share a half sister. Yeah. Um, and I just like uh, man, if I was in their shoes, like and I try to I try to put my uh, stepsister in you know as share than me as Josh. Like I don't think that can ever happen. So it's it's just so weird, you know, seeing that particular scene where he's just like. Like wow, she's beautiful. You know, he's got that moment of revelation. So I don't know. I I, I just think it's really weird. Now, do you, does that weird you out a little bit that they did used to be? No, because like it was for like a short period of time, and they like were separated, and like the, like you know Mel kind of moved on, but he still accept Josh. Yeah. But um, but the fact that I like I like I mean I feel comfortable because in the beginning she was like you were hardly married to his mother. I was like, like she was just like not into Josh. So I think that like that was seemed like it was okay. Because, like, it showed that, like, yeah. they were complete strangers. Yeah, I guess it, it, it's all right there. They they tell you right on. And I I guess it just never processed with me because I keep thinking back to me having a stepsister, too. It's just like, yeah, that's too weird. But, no, uh, like, um, you know, for a couple summers in a row, uh, you know, I would go visit in California and I'd hang out with them and stuff. Yeah, so it's a little bit different. So, obviously, me and my stepsister were more like brother and sister than, than Cher and Josh. So I totally get that. Um yeah, uh, Sharon Christian, they go to the mall. There's a brief scene here. But Ty, she's with some guys that she met, and they try to scare her by putting on putting her over the railing on the second store. I don't understand and... that part at all. I don't, I don't either because, like, they're in the mall. They're in public. Obviously, all these people, they're going to see these guys, and they're like, what are these jerks doing? Well, what, and not what, only that, what, what about security? Intention? What was their, like, you know? I don't know. Like, because... you know, we're trying to think about that. Like, and I'm like... How do you get a girl by trying to scare her? Especially, like, you know, try, pretending to... She came off very, like, wild, and she came off, like, you know, like, oh, I'm not scared of anything, or, like, you know, very naive, because she was like, if I fall, would you guys catch me? You know, and then... Oh, uh, like... yeah, I missed that line. And see, so maybe she's the catalyst, you know? Maybe if she hadn't said that, you know, because they were probably like, oh, is that right? Okay, well, do you like this? You know, and then and then did that, you know, mm -hmm. to, just to test to see if uh, 
I don't know. It, obviously not good guys, right? Yeah. That's what we're to take for it. But then Christian, you know, steps up and, and, and he uh, confronts them. You know, what the hell are you guys doing, you jerks, you know? And uh, so that was really nice nice to see that he stepped up that way. Yeah. Um, so following this, it's lunchtime at school and Ty is apparently popular now. It's kind of taking the place of Cher and she's telling her stories. And then I think the, um, the, the Asian girl, I think that summer... She comes up to Sharon and like, hey, is it true that Ty almost got shot by gangbangers at the mall? <laughs> so it, it's like it's like a total prime example of like that game telephone. You tell one person to tell someone and then like after a few people, the, the yeah. story starts changing. So that's exactly what happens here. And then now Ty just thinks she's above everybody. And like because like Travis comes like to talk to her and she what does she say to him? She kind of like. Uh, kind of waves him off and, and then like Sharon sees it and like kind of feels bad because Travis is kind of like. Wow, I don't even know you anymore. Well, yeah, because Shar, like, I mean, I guess Shar knows that, like, you know, well, you really like Travis. Like, you know, this is not you, you know, and Travis is a good guy. Because she does, she does think Travis is, like, she doesn't think Travis is as a bad guy. She doesn't think that he's not worthy to be seen with anybody. Mm-hmm. But she just, she, she can't realize, okay, this is totally wrong. This is not Ty, you know. And it, it it, I think I think it also makes her realize of how much, like Cher is like she's kind of like looking in the mirror. Like, is this really how I act? Like, you know, like is this me? Type of thing. Because she's kind of look at it from like an outsider now. Like, she's not like the front and she's not front and stage like ready to go. You know, right. like, everyone's focusing on her. She's more looking at it like from an outsider type of view because she's not in that anymore. So she's like, oh my god, is this how like I act? So it makes her think to change her ways. No, no, I, I missed a scene where uh, they're they're doing like the driver's test, uh, and uh, she, well, Cher is anyway. She's actually taking her test, and like the the guy points out, he's like, "Yeah, you're in both lanes," and then she tries to get back into the 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 correct lane, and then she almost hits a bicyclist. It's like, oh, my, note? my bad. Yeah, well, no, that that's when she hits all the cars on the on, on the side. Um, but it, it's so funny because like you don't see that bicycle, bicyclist coming, so we're we're kind of seeing it as she's seeing it. Like, wow, he came out of nowhere. You see that um, come out of nowhere, right? <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was extremely funny. Uh, so the next scene ties at Cher's house, and she's been waiting for her, and she kind of wants to burn the things that remind her of Elton. You know, I, I guess she stole the rag that he used to like kind of, um, you know. Uh, he, that he put over her head and she had a copy of the song that was playing that she wants to burn uh and they they kind of um they they have a falling out right here because ty is now kind of she kind of likes josh now and is asking Cher for her help to um to try to get josh and and now with Cher and josh's relationship kind of developing She's gonna kind of, kind of cock block her now, you know. It's just like well, I don't know if you know if you guys are right. You guys don't, you know, don't quite mesh. And Ty takes it the wrong way, obviously, and kind of blows her off. It's like, wow, you know, you're you're a virgin that can't even drive, you know, and Maybe kind of calls her out on that. Like guys. Yeah. So that was that was you know it was mean, but you know it. Um, Ty is finally finding a guy that likes her, or at least she thinks she likes her, or he likes her. And, and share, you know, being her friend is kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I want to help you. It's, it's definitely rubbing her the wrong way. I do think that, like, um, what was I about to say? I kind of like lost it. Do you think uh, Josh, like, liked her? Do you think? I don't think so. I, I think he was 
Not really. Well, for lack of a better word, I think he was kind of using Ty to still be around to, to keep an eye on Cher. I think that's what it was. Yeah. You know, like, because she was still the outsider, like, at the party. She was standing by herself. So Josh is like, well, instead of, like, creeping around, her friends, her friend doesn't have anybody to hang out with. So I'm going to hang out with her. So that way I can still be around and keep an eye on Cher. So that's what I feel there. Yeah. Um, but Cher, she's kind of, you know, she's kind of hurt right now. So she kind of goes out walking around town. And this when she has that revelation that maybe she does love Josh, but then she's distracted by this cute dress in the, uh, in the window Ooh, at Christian okay. Dior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that in my size? And then like, you know, then like it cuts to her walking home with a, a shopping bag. <laughs> so, you know, I, I guess girls do that, right? They, um, they go shopping when they're kind of down and kind of makes them feel a little bit better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. Um, and so to keep we herself occupied, was that? If we have the money. Right. Oh, and Cher obviously does. Um, we get a brief scene of her getting advice from her dad about a boy. You know, she obviously doesn't t um, tell him it's Josh. And then to keep her yeah, self-occupied, she uh, volunteers to help out uh, Miss Geist with, uh, you know, collecting donations for this, um, this uh, relief uh, that's going on. Some I forgot where it's going on. Oh, uh... Um, Disaster relief or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I forgot like the location of it, uh, but yeah, she's people are like donating their things. Shares like you know donating donating her like skis and things like that, uh, <laughs> and and this is where like uh, Travis brings like bongs, and and she's like, oh, uh, I think we'll just put this in kitchenware. He's like, yeah, that's where I put them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also at uh, uh, Travis, he is doing he's like doing the twelve steps thing, you know, basically to become. Uh, sober uh, yeah. from from the drugs and and he is doing the skateboarding thing where he invites um, Cher so she goes there and kind of runs into Ty and I like the scene too because I feel this is very organic where Ty comes up like hey can I talk to you and Cher just kind of she's got this look on her face kind of like yeah I'm not sure if that's a good idea but she's kind of entertaining the thought anyway mm -hmm. and then Ty starts apologizing and they both start like oh I'm so sorry I know you know and they, they just yeah. start taking the blame from each other so I thought that was really like like real world i i could totally see you two girls really doing that oh yeah we do it like okay so like one if one girl feels like that there was a serious falling on the one girl like comes up to the other one to like confront the elephant in the room type of thing the mm -hmm. one girl's like yeah because you don't know whether if it's gonna go sour or like you know gonna like be fine so mm -hmm. and then like once you feel like that you like you're apologizing you're like oh my god i know i'm so sorry like you know and it gets all mushy and like girly and you guys are back together friends yeah, so that's that's really nice that they uh, were able to make up. So that that's the whole arc well, with uh, with Ty, and then the next scene is you know Josh and Cher they're working on some paperwork for for their dad, and uh, Cher made some kind of big mistake that you know makes the colleague like really angry, and then he even calls Josh. Um, he calls Josh out that, you know, you guys have been playing footsies and he obviously knows that, that they like each other, but, but Cher had ran off. Um, and then, um, Josh follows the colleague out and then noticed that Cher was at the, uh, at the, uh, steps still. So I think she kind of overheard some things and then they share, you know, they, they talk and kind of figure out that they like each other and share the, the big kiss at the end. Again, it still kind of grossed me out, you know, with, with, you know, with my whole history with, this, oh, this, 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 this. but, but I get it. I mean, like everything is, is very justifiable. You said 
their parents were married, you know, very briefly, and they were never really around each other, you know. But but you know, they obviously knew of each other, so I, I get that, and it kind of made it better for me. But and I then uh, that I love like the whole like getting together type of thing, like like where he's like, you know, you're you're pretty and popular, and like you know, and then she says, well, "What do you think? I'm just a ditz with a credit card." Like you know, like like she because Cher kind of feels offended because she, she wants more from Josh but then Josh is like oh that's not what I mean and now Josh is sort of like slipping up and can't really talk and you know and it just yeah. that's the best scene it's a cute moment because they're, now they're both speechless they're just lost for words and they, uh, he goes in for the kiss so I was kind of like oh you dog you <laughs> um <laughs> And then, uh, and then it's so funny because they kind of fool us a little bit, and she's like, "And you, and uh, and you can guess what happens next." And then we cut to a wedding, and then she's like, "As if, you know, like no, sixteen, yeah." Uh, and now, now this does this weird you? She's sixteen. We kind of talked about Josh a little bit, uh, how old he might be, so early twenties, right? Now, at that age, I swear that's got to be kind of a a big deal. Uh, I mean, well, first off, the the whole underage thing, but. A six-year difference, like even if she was like, well, I guess eighteen and. Well, maybe he, maybe maybe he's uh nineteen 20, twenty. Nineteen twenty. Yeah, I guess you're right. It might be his first year of college. Okay. Yeah. See, so so that's not as bad then, I suppose, because I think he is still in college because um, Mel was asking him like the the type of lawyer he wanted to be, and he was like, oh, environmental lawyer. So it sounds like he's obviously still in school as well. So. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, Mr. Hall and Miss Guys finally got married. So it was a very cute scene, and uh, that's pretty much the end of it. Um, I I know we're running short on time, but I had like a kind of it's not really a game, but it's like a really quick thing. I, I don't know if you had like a couple minutes to maybe go over it. Oh yeah, I have till two o'clock. Oh okay, so uh, so still got about fifteen minutes. Okay, so uh, so basically, I have a list of uh, slang that was used in the movie. So I'm going to list off the slang, and I want you to tell me whether or not, or tell me what you think it is or if you know what it is, okay? okay. Um, as if. Like never. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So uh, the the definition is an expression of exclamation. But, yeah, you used it correctly in the in that. Uh, Audi. Oh, I'm leaving. Yeah. Uh, Baldwin. Can you use it in a sentence? Um, oh, oh, uh, oh, that guy, he is such a Baldwin. Baby, he's, like, cute. Yeah, um, Cher actually refers, um, uh, Josh as a Baldwin, but it's, it's a slang from the the Baldwin brothers, you know, Stephen, William, and, uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, In the 90s, they were, you know, like, hot brothers or whatever. Now it'd probably be, like, Hemsworth or something. But, yeah, so if a guy is called a Baldwin, he's pretty much a perfect guy is what this says. Uh, how about Barney's? Oh, such a Barney. Yeah, guys uh, Barney. Like, 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 um, I guess like a real like, like, dirty or like sleek, not sleazy, but like, just like wild guy or just I don't, I don't want to say wild. That's that's a really out of control. But because she's she's talking to um about Ty with the two guys. Yeah. Um, it, this has it as a, a generic, a generic kind of guy, like Barney Rubble. That that's where that that name comes from. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, to kind of segue from Barney Rubble, what about Betty? Oh, like she's just so like pretty and glamorous and like you know, like perfect in a sense. Like she was, she was just adorable. She was, yeah, like beautiful. Yeah, it's um, yeah, because Betty Rubble was 
was pretty, you know, in comparison to Barney. So yeah, Betty's a, a attractive female. Um, Buggin, that's probably easy because I think that is still being used. Yeah, like I'm, I'm totally like, like frustrated or like you know or like I'm worried. Right. Uh, how about Crimson Wave? Sentence. Um, I think she said that um, I was surfing on a crimson wave or something. Uh, she Sharon uses that in class, um, so I think that's uh, the the definition. They they kind of cleaned this up, but they called it women's troubles. You know, at the time of the month, crimson wave. Oh, I never heard of that. Yeah, I never so thought I think, that. Yeah, uh, dope. That's still being used, so we don't have to go over that. Yeah. Um, Jeepin. Uh. Jeep? What are you a Jeep? Are you kidding me? Uh, no. Uh, um, Murray uses it with Dion. He's like, "You yeah. jeeping on me?" Uh, it's basically to cheat with a significant other, or basically to cheat with someone in in uh, in in the vehicle, like yeah. vehicular sex. Um, Monet. Oh, like a. She says she's a full Monet. Like like pretty much like from far away she looks okay, but when you're up when you're close up, like it's not good. Yeah, and to uh, compare it to today's terms, it probably would be um, but, uh, Butterface. I don't yeah. know if you know that one. Yeah, yeah the, the guy, the guys use that one. Um, and four one one. What's like the, the the top thing? Like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Yeah, what's the four one one? Do you know where that comes from? <laughs> no. Four one one is a number you used to be able to call for information. So nine one one would be the cops. Four one one is information. Yeah. So you would call four one one. So I guess like, hey. <laughs> no, no. I mean, hey, you're you're like ten years younger than me, but um, yeah. So when you hear what's the four one one, that came from like calling the actual number four one one. But now you just Google things, obviously. Um, yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it. We did get one listener email. Do you want me to read that with you? Sure. Okay. So let's get into the listener email. I've got something for you. A letter. This comes from uh, a listener who I am um, uh, friends with in a, in a group page that uh, for this podcast where they do a lot of TV shows. Uh, her name's uh, Tiana Weeks. She says, I remember seeing the trailer for Clueless and thinking I had to see this movie. I had been out of high school for two years, but this was the most authentic representation of high school, in my opinion. I remember my school lunch room being segregated in pretty much the way Cher describes and everything. I was a slacker nerd. So she's talking about the cliques. Mm -hmm. uh, my school wasn't rich or in California, but what I saw on the screen was exactly the type of stuff we went through. There are so many gems in this movie. For me, the way Cher talks is the highlight. She's so incredibly clueless, but she speaks with such authority that you can't help but think she knows exactly what she's talking about. Favorite quotes, Cher. That's Ren and Stimpy. They're way exis uh, existential. I can't say that word, but Ren and Stimpy. I used to watch that. Do, are you familiar yeah. with them? Okay. Yes. Um, I, I, I compare Ren and Stimpy to SpongeBob now. The styles are very similar. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree with you on that. And then the other uh, quote she likes is, Cher uh, says, duh, it's a famous quote. Dion says, from where? Cher says, cliff notes. Cliff notes. <laughs> and then uh, her favorite scene uh, is the Hamlet scene when Josh and his girlfriend pick up Cher uh, from the valley. And she knows this scene by entire heart, she says. Um, Clueless is definitely 
one of my all-time favorite movies. I own it, but I'll still watch it on TV if I see it on. So thank you, Tiana, for writing that in. Uh, I sure awesome. appreciate that. Yeah, that's a great email, especially to uh, hear from someone that was in high school around that time. Because for me, I was 12, so I, w- I wasn't even quite there yet. Uh, but uh, Renata, where where can listeners get a hold of you and hear your uh, your podcast? Oh, awesome. Okay, so the 88 Miles Per Hour podcast can be found on podbean.com. If you search us on the search bar, type in 88 miles, like the actual word, not M-P-H, um, just miles, M-I-L-E-S, and then you get it from there. You can find it, listen to our episodes free. Uh, if you are subscribed to a podcast app, uh, you can download our podcast through iTunes. And if you just like to follow up on what's going on, the 411, <laughs> you can uh, go on Instagram and you just type in 88MPH podcast and you'll find us there. And same thing I think goes for Twitter. So uh, I think we have a Tumblr too, but we barely use it, which is kind of sad. But like, hey, I mean, I don't think anyone really uses like Tumblr like that. So yeah, just mainly focus on, um, oh, and Facebook. Yes, like us on Facebook, please. Um just search us then, but like, yeah, all those social medias, go follow. Yeah. Oh, one thing I did forget, we didn't even get into the ratings. The rating? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to go ahead and go first? Yeah, so sure. you can kind of, yeah. Um, this movie, I think, it still holds up. Obviously, um, very few things I think still kind of date it, you know, as far as like the technology and maybe some of the slang. But the, for the most part, I think this movie still works and, you know, today's generation could still enjoy it. Phoenix hasn't seen this movie yet, but I think he actually might like it too. So it'd be um, oh, really. Yet? Yeah, he hasn't. And I, I don't know if he wants to because it's a rom com and the main character is a girl. I think that's why. Because I've asked him before, hey, do you want to do. Uh, clueless and he was kind of like mm, i don't know you know just kind of based off of the cover box yeah uh so yeah i i appreciate the writing i think there's little nuggets here and there that they drop that uh pay off at the end and so i think it was very well um written and directed so for me uh i own this movie but i i grew up watching it when i was younger but as i got older i haven't you know i stopped kind of watching it so it's not one of my favorites but i do enjoy it and i think it is really fun uh, because of that, I'm just I'm gonna give it um I'm gonna give it a solid uh, I'm gonna go three and three quarters so like a three seventy five so almost four not quite three and a half I think three and a half would be more enjoyable and just kind of forget about it but this is the one that you forget about I mean it's got a lot of quotables and it's very resonant with a lot of people uh, I think more so for females. So that's why I'm not going to give it quite a four because it's not one of my classics, but it is a classic. So um, hopefully anyone that's listened has already seen the movie. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd recommend and say go watch this. Oh, no. I mean, I honestly would have to give it a four just for being a girl. And I mean, like, you know, it's just one of those movies. Like, I think my cousin Vinny being one of them, like, we've seen it. We know the quotes. We know we love the characters. And I feel like you could just, like... Like, see how, like, they have movies, like, they'll have a movie, and then they'll replay it, like, right afterwards. I feel like I could do that with my cousin Vinny and Clueless, like, just watch it over and over again and never get tired of it. I feel like it's, like, one of those movies, so I say it's a four. Excellent. Um, And uh, to go back to the social media, uh, obviously, you can find the show uh, Hydrate Level 4 on iTunes, Stitcher, also Podbean. And uh, please follow uh, us on Instagram and Twitter at HLF Podcast. And also like our Facebook page so that way you can see the things that I post. I post the episodes and uh, fun things I find mainly about Back to the Future and uh, things maybe that relate to the uh, previous episodes. 
But uh, Bernada, thank you so much for coming in and and spending this time with me on on a Sunday and during your spring break. Um, <laughs> I'd love to I'd love to have you on again at any time, any movie. You know, just let me know and 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 we'll set it up. Oh, definitely, Peter. It's such a great time. Thank you. I probably like one of my favorite podcasts. I mean, I mean, like episodes, like doing episodes wise, because it's one of my favorite movies. And meeting you was just an awesome experience. So it's- yeah, yeah. Uh, density has finally brought us together. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, the next episode, I don't quite have anything planned yet. So, um, but for the listeners, hopefully you subscribe. That way you can get the next episode when you get us. So until then, uh, I'm Peter and this is Hydrate Level 4. First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. right. You should want a bad like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick it up just like this. Yeah. Cup of ace, cup of goose, cup of Chris. I heal something worth a half a ticket on my wrist. Back. On my wrist. Taking all the liquor straight. Never chase that. Never stop like we bring an 88 back. What? Bring the hook scene where the bass at. Champagne spilling, you should taste that. Clutch that. That's just the way you like it, huh? It's so good, he just wishing he could bite it, huh? Never turn down nothing. Slain it. Gold trigger on the freaking light.